All right, lead heads, welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 254. Coming off the launch of our first episode of the Talking Lead AK Corner presented by Pioneer Arms Corporation. And uh, it has been very successful so far. Uh, you guys have shown a lot of interest in this new segment that we've started. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to it, go back to last episode, uh, 253. And uh, that is the kickoff part one to our new series, the AK Corner, where we're talking about all things AK-47. And part one, we're talking about the history. So you guys make sure you go back and listen to that. And oh, by the way, we're giving away 12 firearms during that 12-part series. Pioneer Arms Corporation has ponied up, and they even surprised me during this episode. CJ uh, caught me off guard with this. But they are offering you leadheads, listeners to the podcast, listen, listeners to that uh, segment. Uh, for you guys who are participating with us, uh, send us email, sharing our post, liking uh, our social media pages, getting involved with us, commenting on our post, sharing our post. We're going to be picking winners every episode. So part two coming up next month, we're actually going to have two winners. We're going to be giving away a PPS-43 pistol and we're going to be giving away one of their ak-47s so two lucky winners next episode make sure you guys don't miss that next month but in the meantime we're still going to be bringing you our regularly scheduled program the talking lead podcast here hosted by me lefty uh so you guys make sure you tune in in between uh the ak-47 series as well and this week is no different uh we've got a great interview uh, it's it's uh, about an hour and a half interview that we've got here. I'm not going to talk a lot uh, pre-show here for you guys because this is a it's a great interview with Lanzang Tactical. While we were down at Big Three East this year, got an opportunity to sit down with Ryan and Travis, and just had a really great conversation with these guys, uh, talking about the history of their company, their products, and uh, some great new guy questions that you guys aren't going to want to miss. These guys were an awesome interview and looking forward to having them on again uh, very soon. Uh, but before we get into that, as always, make sure you guys are going and supporting those who support this show. The official optics of Talking Lead, Ride On Optics. Check them out at rideonusa.com. And they are running a special. Uh, so from now until August the 31st, the end of August. Uh, you guys, what they're calling it, they're calling it the Summer of Color. And when you order any of their red dots or rifle scopes, you get to choose one of three Cerakote colors for your optics. They've got a flat dark earth, they've got an OD green, and they've got a stealth gray. And uh, it doesn't apply for for the discount, so you can't use your leadhead discount code and get this Cerakote. Uh, it's just uh, for the regularly priced scopes and red dots. Uh, but that's pretty cool, man. I mean, a Cerakote job alone is, you know, a couple hundred bucks by itself. So uh, you can go and get the color of your choice between those three. When you make your order, just tell them uh, which color you want when you place your order. And you guys go to rightonoptics.com or rightonusa.com for more information on that. And I know that we had mentioned uh, when we had Jeremy on episode 252 that we were going to give away those 10 watches this episode. I want more participation from you guys. I want more. I want more of our veteran listeners 
to send us an email, let us know that you're a veteran, tell us a little bit about your service. I don't want to know great details about it, just, you know, that you served, you know, kind of just kind of high level what you did uh, in the military. Uh, this also applies to law enforcement, firefighters, first responders. You are all eligible for these 10 watches that Defy Watches is giving away. Talking Lead and Defy Watches is giving away. So get in touch with us at talkinglead at gmail.com. Go back to episode 252 to find out what you have to do to be eligible to receive the watch. Um, but we're giving away 10 watches to 10 vets. Military, law enforcement, fire department, first responders, EMTs. Or you know a veteran that you want to nominate to receive one of these watches. We've had several of those submissions as well, and that counts too. So if you're a listener to the show and you know a veteran and you want to nominate one, send those to us as, as well. Uh, subject, I want the watch, talkinglet at gmail.com, and then I'm going to extend this at least another episode. We want to get more participation on this, so make sure you guys are sharing our post on this, getting, getting the word out, and then the next episode or two, we will start announcing the winners of those watches, those 10 Defy watches. But in the meantime, go check them out at defywatches.com. X Steel Targets. X Steel Targets. The best, most affordable AR500 steel targets on the market today are X Steel Targets. Guys, go check out these awesome AR500 steel targets that Bud is producing. They've got a target for every need. You hunters, you competition shooters, you precision long distance shooters, you tactical training shooters, or just you, like myself, just going out and plinking shooters. They've got something for every one of us at xsteeltargets.com. And, oh, by the way, if you don't see something there that fits your build, then give Bud a call. And Bud can custom make those targets for you. XSteelTargets.com. And of course, Modern Spartan Systems, you guys, don't just clean your firearms. Optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems line of optimization products, cleaning solutions, lubricants, greases, and they've even got products for your vehicles, as you heard me talk time and time again. The old lead sled, three approaching 320,000 miles and still running great. Check out their TVT engine oil additive product as well, modernspartansystems.com. And, of course, a huge thanks to Pioneer Arms Corporation for getting behind us on our new segment, the Talking Lead AK Corner. So make sure you guys go back to last episode and check out our part one of that. And check out Pioneer Arms at pioneer-pac.com. But just one more thing before we get into this week's interview with Lanzang Tactical, we got to give something away, guys. So let's go to our iTunes reviews and see what we've got new. So Vol in Birmingham left us a five-star review. Awesome. And then he says this, or she. I don't know if it's a he or she. Uh, the best podcast on iTunes. Lefty does a great job having a variety of companies on his show. His show is where I go to find out about the newest stuff coming out to the market and best things on the market to purchase. Well, there you go. I just wish there was more than one a week. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had uh, had the time to do more than one a week. Uh, but, you know, it's coming. As we develop and we get more followers and you guys get the word out there and we grow, then, uh, yeah, we possibly could do that in the future. But uh, 
Vol in Birmingham, you are the winner of some awesome prizes from the Talking Lead Lead Vault. And you can see some recent posts from some of the other lead heads that have won some some swag. So you're going to get some cool stuff, man. Shoot me an email, talkinglead at gmail.com. Let me know your, your contact information so I can get that stuff to you. So without further ado, Gunny, hit it. Eddie, hit it, sweetheart. Sorry, sir. Son of a bitch. Give me a drink. Let's see. We should have stopped. <clears throat> the Jack Daniels is in the truck. That is true. Well, we, y'all got Jack? Yeah, we definitely got Jack. Yeah, we do. I to break the Jack out. We could have. I need to. Yeah, it might be I time. Need it. If for nothing else, just the heat. <laughs> That's a good point. I need to start Actually. drinking again just to get rid of the shakes. <laughs> There's nothing better. <laughs> what they say, anyway. Yeah, well, exactly. It's not like I'm going to be worried about, oh, i got to go PT later today, so I can't drink now. No, I can start drinking now. Drink right now. Yep. Got that. I forgot the bottle of wine that I was going to have with my mom on the sniper tower, man. So disappointed. Yeah, it's kind with of. your mom. Yeah. She yeah, just got she here. Just, she just showed up. She's So she, you, you were serious when you bullshit. said your mom brought she, you that. She brought yeah. a sandwich. <laughs> she literally brought a sandwich. So she's visiting her friends up in Jacksonville, and, I, and she's in. Uh, she lives in, in Los Angeles right now. And uh, she called me up. She's like, I really wish you'd come down to Jacksonville and see me. It's not that far. And I was like, okay. You know, what's even less far is you coming down to this event that we're at. <laughs> it's only two hours in Jacksonville. So she Now said, I feel like a, a douchebag because my mom's in Jacksonville too. Where's your mom from? Um, well, she, she had lived in Jacksonville for a number of years. So these, she's actually visiting her old next-door neighbors in Jack's Beach where, yeah. where they lived for years and years. Okay. In fact, her husband, that's... They met in Atlanta, but they, they, they were, you know, married at Jack's Beach. And so she had lived in Atlantic Beach, uh, Jack's Beach. Uh, what's the one? What's the other one that's not? Um, she had always Amelia lived in. Island or something? No, 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 no. It um, starts with a V, right? It's um, Vero. Not Vero Beach. Venetian? No. I'm, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 you know, Atlantic Beach is something like, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, she had been yeah. living there for a very long time. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Is this the same mom that uh, we went to Christmas with? Used to live in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. But she's not from Tennessee, right? She didn't no. live in Tennessee, right? No. Okay. no. See, my mom's down here, like on one of those Greyhound. <laughs> yeah. You know, old, I don't say old person, but yeah, you know, they get them together and they go on oh, trips. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's in Jacksonville on one of those, and they're kind of skirting around to all the surrounding areas too, yeah. like Amelia Island and they're going to go to Savannah and that would be a fun trip man but if it was like oh we're just going to go visit Jacksonville I'd be like that's not a trip I want to make there's not a whole lot in Jacksonville worth visiting no my parents have gotten to that age where they make <laughs> their trips are scheduled around casino stops I love that <laughs> there you go I'm like where are y'all getting all this money <laughs> from our winnings like, you've, been, you've been holding out I'm like wait from is this my inheritance is this yeah. my inheritance <laughs> you blowing this <laughs> we got some news to tell you sir. Right. we refinanced the house we figured fuck it it's going to be yours anyway yeah. you did a reverse mortgage on the house <laughs> we're either going to win or we're going to have nothing at all for you <laughs> so hope wish us luck boy oh, man yeah, it's great when they get old like that too alright leadheads uh, we are talking moms and yeah. uh Travel time in their golden years, their silver as is their silver years. Uh, but no, we're at the Big Three East, and we're back with some more action for you guys. We've got 
Lansing. Is it Lansing or Lansing? Lansing. Lan- yep. It's, it's neither X, of those that I just X said. kind of pronounced like a Z. Lansang <laughs> Tactical. Lansang Tactical. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. these guys are makers of fine shooting machinery mm-hmm. uh, that, I've, that I just found out today. Got some hands on. Mm-hmm. And I've got Ryan. Yep. And yep. we've got Travis joining yes, us from Lansang. Mm-hmm. Lansang Tactical, right? That's yes, correct. Sir. Okay. And uh, you guys have some pretty cool rifles you got some new calibers out there that we were shooting today uh, some right. some of the the hot new calibers the new hotness yep. the new hotness the new sexiness yeah. and the new sexiness yeah. and we brought our uh, brought our new 260s with us and our new 224 valkyrie and uh you know the, the 224 valkyrie is the the, the up and coming yeah i guess you know we chrono kid that, in the you know we chronoed that thing yesterday and it was 20 or 30 30 second was 60 grain smoking out of an 18 inch barrel it was crazy holy crap yeah it's because we're the guys else. that we don't prepare for anything we just show up and we're like fuck it we'll do it live yeah. <laughs> right so like literally we come down here and display we're 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 pretty confident in our stuff so like literally a lot of these guns this is the first time we've shot them we're yeah. like, we'll just take them down here, and we'll just let everybody shoot them and see what they do. We'll yeah. just find out, yeah. You know, I'm like, if they're going to fail, they're going to fail in front of everybody. You there know, you we'll, just, we'll just do it and see what happens. So, like, you know, the 260 was uh, the first time we've shot the thing is today. Yeah. We yeah. had uh, we had a guy shoot it at <coughs> Mammoth Sniper Challenge. He's uh, one of the instructors at the Army Sniper School. Mm-hmm. He and his partner, uh, they said, hey, well, are you going to do anything with 260? And we, oh, yeah, we just, we just put this one together. Literally, just bolted it up. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to go test it. Oh, hey, well, how about I take it to Mammoth, and I'll test it, and I'll make a load for it, and I'll see how it does. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you can't get better kind of field testing than that, right? Hell no. So he goes out, he and his partner, and they made and, a load for the and real 260. Quick, yeah. uh, for our listeners, tell them what Mammoth is. Ah, Mammoth yeah. Sniper Challenge. If uh, you know, Obviously, if you want to dig into that, look it up. You can look all you like, but I'll just give you the short version. Yeah, short, which is, short sweet. Mm-hmm. This is the 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 challenge is this: you're going to walk about 30 miles in three days over the course of each, adding up all the different shooting segments that you're going to have to shoot. So, you'll end up with 30 miles usually, depending on where if it's in Kentucky or down in uh, South Georgia. Um, you have a time hack to meet to get to each particular stage. If you mm-hmm. don't, then you're no longer in the group that you know, can qualify for prizes and things like that. Yeah. Um, this is a long, long range. Yeah. It's a long range precision match. I should have said that first, of course. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and you know, obviously the, the, the shooting itself is going to be pretty demanding. Um, you know, it's, it's a precision match with a lot of really talented people that come and compete. So your, your competition level is about as high as it's going to get in, in, in the United States for a, a privately run, uh, contest. And, um, you know, again, people take it real seriously. You're going to be carrying all your gear, all that. So, business. I mean, this is this it's is a, this and it's is in the serious competition. Yeah, it's a and very this guy contest. just comes to you guys. And say, hey, let me take this. Yeah, Dane Lentz. not yeah. Yeah. not tried, not proven. Yeah. yeah, Dane called up and said, "What do you got?" It's hot, That's, and yeah. he was thinking he'd borrow the six five Creedmoor, which we were real happy with. Mm-hmm. We shot it last year's Mammoth, and I shot with Dane, and uh, or not as a partner, but alongside him. And um, and when it was a two sixty, so Dane goes over and makes a, his own loads for the two sixty. Mm-hmm. Calls up day before the contest. He's like, "Look, I'm shooting quarter inch groups," and I'm like, "With what?" Yeah, he said this particular load that I have made, and he didn't <laughs> exactly tell made, me everything right. about it. But he's like, "I have got this to it." You know, my SD is like ten or seven or yeah, eight or whatever. It's pretty it was. crazy. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, he called up and 
you know, we've got a pretty good uh, working relationship with those guys. So they called up and they're like, hey, man, me and the, uh, the NCOIC of the Army Sniper Schoolhouse, we, uh, we're going to shoot Mammoth this year in the Extreme Tough Man Division. Um, you got something for us. And uh, as soon as we <laughs> told Dane about that 260, there, there, was, there was no other answer that <laughs> he wanted to hear other than yeah. that. Yeah. And they went out and won. I think their margin of victory was something like uh, 100 points, which would be like getting a whole other stage to shoot that no one else got to shoot. Like right. it's a, they, they really put on, you know, a, put on a, a class. Yeah, there's this years where – the 260? Yeah. yeah they, they, it was almost unfair. Like so they, talk about the 260 because that's probably a lot of our listeners aren't familiar with the mm-hmm. 260 round. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so the 260 is it's, – it's been around for, I don't know, maybe – 10 12 years mm. people have been having 260s out maybe mm. even more and and so the 260 and the 65 creedmoor are which 65 creedmoor has gotten a huge very resurgent yeah. popularity yeah. here in the last two years i would say yeah like maybe the last five years is when it really the last two especially you're yes. right you know and, yeah. and it's and it's all the people who have been shooting 308s their whole lives and and either hunting or competing are saying to themselves well you know i'd like something real flat i'd like something that maybe goes a little faster um, six five was the answer to that, and yeah. and and now there's this sort of uh, competition you could say between two sixty and six five because they're very similar in performance. Mm-hmm. One's a little faster than the other, let's say, and the other the projectile's a little bit longer, and it maybe tracks a little better in the wind. So mm-hmm. the decisions that people make are okay. Which do I want? And it's it reminds me a lot of when I got into hunting years ago, and the big decision you had to make if you were going to ever go and hunt big game was do i buy 300 win mag or do i buy seven mil mag and you're looking at a velocity difference of maybe 50 to 75 feet per second but a ballistic coefficient difference that the seven mil had as an advantage was you know so you had to say to yourself do i want to be faster and flatter or do i want to cut the wind a little bit better and what's my what's my you know every shooter's got to decide what's what's important to them when they buy or build a rifle so the 260 and 6.5 those are decisions every shooter is going to have to make, and there's going to be partisans and fans of both. And sure. You can try and talk them out of whatever it's going to be, and you're not going to <laughs> sway them one side yeah. or the other. Yeah. It's, it's the argument of Ford or Chevrolet. That's exactly what it comes down to, and, and yeah. you know, it's like saying Mustang versus Camaro, really. Right. And 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 um, you right now within the within the special operations community, we, we and we still have you know good friends in there, and and they say you know okay so. What are the DDMs going to be using up there? Is it going to be 243? Is it going to be, uh, you know, is it going to be 65? Is it going to be 260? So we kind of always have our ear out for what that is going to be like. Sure. Because that means that we may be able to find a few extra match grade rounds falling off the back of a truck somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> if I give it to them, they, they, they're using that good government ammo yeah. instead of me having to buy stuff. That's there right. you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so there's advantages to being in, in, there's some advantages to being in Georgia and Travis having been at Fort Benning for 10 years. You know, yeah. you can definitely say that. Um, and, Gotta uh, use those connections. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially, and, and, you know, especially when we first uh, developed the rifles and we needed to know um you know what the what the capabilities were going to be mm-hmm. in those type of environments and actually get a lot of rounds on the gun so it was easy to reach out to the uh the units that i came out of and just be like hey man i'm going to give you guys a couple guns just run these things into the dirt and they were like okay and they give me back a month later and they're like yeah we put uh five thousand rounds through this one in a month and, you know shooting them out at our at our range right, every day when yeah. we went out there and i'm like I'm really glad I did not have to buy five thousand rounds. Oh yeah, at this point, <laughs> no you know? doubt. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine what it would be like for for companies that are like really big and well funded mm-hmm. to 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 say, okay, this is our new platform. Uh, we you know, somebody's got to go out 
And in the next month, it's got to crank 5,000 rounds to its platform so that we can say 5,000 rounds have been shot through it. And it's right. important to, and it to get there. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and we've, we found <coughs> the thing we love most about competition shooting um, is number one, you know, on a, on a lot of levels, competition is fantastic. I think for the industry, for people who want to get better at shooting, it's 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 great to be in a dynamic uh, environment when you can learn from other people, watch other guys shoot. But we learn from shooters that are out there trying to make their three hundred eights go, you know, twenty nine hundred feet per second. And, yeah, you know, literally um, breaking stuff like. Right. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Joe Cayley was a friend of the family, you know, for, for Lance yeah. Ang, you know, and he was, you know, asking us for a gun a couple mammoth uh, contests ago and comes out with this 2,850 feet per second, mm-hmm. 308 that, oh, yeah, I got this made by, so don't worry who made this. <laughs> don't worry. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, somewhere in the middle of the match, um, a, the extractor claws on the face of the bolt, those little claws, had sheared off. Oh, wow. And so I happened to have an extra bolt in my bag and Joe's like oh you know my gun's down I'm like great perfect so then we, we look at each other Travis and I and we're like okay cool this is good from now on we now know that whether we make our own extractors or source them we have to find out how they were heat treated what they were done to make what kind right. of steel we have to pay a lot more attention to you're getting and, and, a lot more you're getting a lot more wear on yeah. that because mm-hmm. I know that now. you know yeah. we don't you know people call us up if something isn't right on the gun we're going to fix it right and so we've always said hey man here's your UPS return label just send it back and we don't all we ask is like you tell me what you did when it didn't do what it was supposed to when you paid this right. much money for a damn gun so you know you have people who have questions we want to have them answered right for them so now you know we we try to eliminate those questions before they start like hey let's fix this thing because it'll probably break yeah <laughs> you so know? you yeah. guys yeah. take go the proactive yeah uh, yeah you know there, there's mentality a lot of stuff. To things rather than reactive whenever you put that much effort into making um a, a very high-end platform that that you know guys are gonna you know base their lives off of you know, we, we found that, you know, we we're putting all this money into this other stuff and into the other parts of the rifle that we were in control of. And you'd have little small uh, parts that in a lot of rifles out there are just cheap casted parts. Right. And it's it's widely accepted. But we would find that they would they have a failure point. Mm-hmm. And we didn't like that. So, like, all of those small parts are all machined in-house now. The bolt yeah, that's the thing and, a lot of people don't stuff. think about is like if they go and, you, you know, you reinforce to make this other part stronger – Mm-hmm. The effect that that's going to have on right, yeah, the supporting parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. There's the, the gun creates pressure. It creates a lot of vibration. So when you build the gun up like we have, we make everything in house that we can. So the upper and the lower are made in house from solid build aluminum on our machines. Um, you know the barrel nut that's ours, gas block that's ours. You know, in, in making the gun as rigid as we possibly can to make it monolithic and, and stout. Well, okay, somewhere in that gun, something else is going to be vulnerable to all that vibration. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. you know that the all of a sudden somebody breaks bolt catches for some reason. So now we're making the damn bolt catch, too, because it's like one less thing to have to, you know. We And we had right. to reach out to people like, hey, man, we're going to send you this bolt catch in the mail, or you could send us the gun and we'll fix it. And guys are like, no, I'll fix it myself. It's fine. Or, yeah, I don't want to do that. I spent $3,500 on a rifle. Can you do this? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and for that on. kind of, our, our philosophy is like, you're going to spend that kind of money on a rifle? Any object in your life that you spend that much money on? Talk to us. We about, want it to be right. Talk to us it. about the the history of Lansing. Cool. How you guys got started? I I, I saved Travis's life. Uh, he was, you know, he was. <laughs> well, Travis is uh, looking out of the corner of his eye. There, yeah, Ryan likes to make shit up as he goes along in life. 
<laughs> Whatever fits his narrative is the story we go with that day. <laughs> Whatever sounds good that day. <laughs> really, it was just I saw Travis. He was real sad one day, and he's crying all over. <laughs> I went and put my hand quarter. on his shoulder, and I said, what's up? And he goes, I need a Marine Corps scout sniper to help me make oh, my company God. great. And I was like, why is that? And he goes, because <laughs> I'm just an old ranger, and I need somebody to shoot real good. No. Uh, you know. <laughs> go ahead, man. So there's never a shortage of Marines that'll talk about themselves. Oh my God. You know what I'm so, this is great. This is, this is what you get with, by the way, anybody who's Match made in heaven here. This is what you get when you, if you're not Travis, then you oh, can't talk man, about yourself. I like So that. tell them the story. All Let's right. get to the point. All right. The story. Uh, so, so, uh, our, 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 our principal owner, uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're, our parent company is a, a company that's been doing aerospace machining for, 18 years uh, on their own, all right? These are guys who are all uh, either uh, sons of Laotian refugees or actual Laotian refugees that fled Laos in the late 70s and early 80s after the path that Laos had taken over. You know, this is all post-Vietnam War. And they came to the States. Um, eventually, you know, they got jobs. Some of them got jobs in the machining field, and they started working for bigger companies here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. There's a very large community of Hmong and, <coughs> and Cambodians and Lao and Vietnamese in Atlanta, especially up in North Georgia. Um, anyway. But for, but for the people that, I did not realize they, they aren't, that. They aren't really following oh, yeah. that. But for the people that aren't really tracking um, some of that backstory is that, you know, these were the guys that were helping – um, yeah, the they're U.S. Yeah. fight against okay. the, the communists in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Now, in the late in in the early to mid seventies, whenever um, the U.S. started withdrawing, you know, now these guys have now become hunted because yeah. they're like, "Wow, you right. helped the Americans, and now the Americans aren't here to, to help protect you. you. We're going to yeah. kill so you. Yeah. Now we're going to kill you. You and your family. Yeah. So a lot of these guys had to flee, and um, half of Cam's family ended up in Paris, and mm-hmm. the other That's half. Right. Uh, you know, came to America and they were taught that core value set at a very young age of, you know, work hard, bust your ass, you know, get an education, be a good person, and you can do whatever you want in mm-hmm. this country. You know, you can really. The American dream. Right. It really is. It really yeah, is American the American philosophy. Dream. Yeah. You know, their story is the modern American dream. I'm like, this is what my family was, you know, that, you know, 150 years, years ago, yeah. whenever they came to America. You right. know, this is just a modern version of that story. And, uh, you know, so he started uh, doing some machine work and all that stuff is uh, once he got out of college and is he started getting more and more contracts and, and moving into the air and space side of things, <coughs> started doing stuff with Boeing and uh, Delta and then moved into we've done stuff for NASA and some other guys. And then, unfortunately, how we got into the gun side of the business is, you know, unfortunately, this is a an industry that is sometimes is very driven by misfortune. So sure. after so so sure. after so after Sandy Hook happened, mm-hmm. um, which which all of this stuff is a very sensitive subject right now, but you yeah. know because we're, we're, we're reliving it again, yeah. we are and and ten it's, times it's, and it's and, no. it's and it's horrible ten, tenfold. But um, during Sandy Hook, if you remember that that giant gun <clears> scare <throat> that the entire industry had, where people were literally going in the gun stores and being like, "How many ARs do you have on the shelf?" No, and I will buy all of them right yeah. now. And your ammo too. So, um, whenever that happened, right. and Cam had this, you know, monstrous machine shop, um, they started getting a lot of, you know, um, job shop type contracts um, that we signed NDAs with to machine to help the major manufacturers keep up sure so at one point cam was like you know um man if i'm doing this for everybody else i might as well be doing it for myself so he started I see that a lot yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> this is sort of a common thing with people who have an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. Not at all, man. So he started putting in all the paperwork to, uh, you know, get his FFL and his SOT and all that good stuff and where he could start doing this himself. himself. And in the meantime, you know, I wasn't involved in the company yet. And uh, he started, you know, looking for someone that could advise him on to, okay, look, I know machining and I know machining so well that nobody – is going to be able to do what we do. And there's, you know, we have contracts that say that right now since we're doing stuff with NASA and everything else. Yeah. Um, so he started, but what he needed was someone who had, you know, real world experience using these weapon systems um, to come in and kind of advise him on, okay, this is, <clears throat> yeah, I see companies doing this and this is hokey, sure. but this is what we wanted. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough um, during my time in the military to, uh, to be in units that were, <clears throat> constantly exposed to you want any, a drink anything no i'm good man you sure yeah we got yeah. some gatorade over there <sighs> can we put jack daniels in it <laughs> yes you can <laughs> so, uh, i will have one with you <laughs> i dig that <laughs> so you know i was i was fortunate enough to be um in units that anything that was like the new hot cool gear that was coming out we were going to test it and so I had a pretty good working knowledge on, okay, well, we tested this weapon system, and this is what I really liked about this, and these are things that I really hated. And, you know, a couple months later, we tested this weapon system, and you know what I didn't like about this weapon system is fixed on this weapon, but the stuff that's wrong with this one is the other good one. over there. <laughs> right, yeah. you know, so there was always that, man, I, you know, whenever we got involved, I'm like, man, I've got, I've got a pretty good – I, so he brought uh, you in to basically beat the bell curve, you know, so you right, didn't have to go like through the this learning. Is, right. This is what pains. the industry needs right now. And mm -hmm. it was a it was a good lunch that was a, a lunch that was a long time in the making because, you know, whenever – What did you have for lunch that day? You remember? <laughs> uh, no. Actually, did I he do buy? remember. He did buy. He did buy. <laughs> you know, that was, uh, that was our first date. Speaking of lunch. Our first date. You know, the, so one of the things about our company that's pretty interesting is, like, there's we, we find interesting ways – spend our time when we're not doing anything I mean, we found this taco place that's right around the corner from the shop about yeah. a mile away all right mm -hmm. now what have we talked about where you guys are located uh conyers georgia so we're yep. about okay. 25 yep. minutes east of downtown atlanta gotcha on, yep. off, okay. right off just so our listeners can get a geographical yeah, absolutely just right oh, yeah. outside the city of atlanta okay um so yeah and downtown. there's this taco place that's built into the back of a uh of a very small mexican grocery you have to cut through the back and now they have a side entrance and everything but you used to have to cut through the back and sort of wind your way among the rows of storage. And then you popped out in this makeshift kitchen and dining area where you would get what I think is probably the second best taco in all of the Second Atlanta best. Area. Yeah. 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 He and hasn't taken me to the first best every time I pick him up from his house and we drive by. I pointed by, out as we drive he by. He literally points like, out. That's, that's the best it. taco it's in the hundred, it, it could be like the 60th time we've driven by it and he still has to point out, oh, yeah, that's the best taco. Get place. excited about it. Now this. I do it on my own every time so we drive by. So what's the best? What What do they call it? What's the, 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 be, the best place in Atlanta to get place. a taco is a place called El Progreso Number 14. <laughs> <laughs> number 14. El yep. Progresso number so 14. 13 previous. Apparently. I don't even know where the other ones are. I just know that El Progresso <laughs> is down at the end of Boulevard, which is the name of the street that okay. I happen to live off of anyway. And it's about a mile from my house next to the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary. <laughs> okay. and, and as you might guess, all these, these are known <laughs> as we refer to them. Everybody in Jailhouse tacos? Prison tacos. Prison yep. tacos. Yeah. Dinner with a view. I think yeah. that has <laughs> a different meaning in, <laughs> in prison. In prison, it's not the taco. <laughs> it's not the taco you want to eat. You're not saying to yourself, <laughs> best taco in Atlanta, bro. That was amazing. No. not you may not, get C-Div if you eat a prison <laughs> taco. Real prison tacos aren't really. Yeah. So the name of the place again? is called El Progresso. El Progresso, and that's yep. the best. It is the 
best taco. And then the second in best Atlanta, is GA. What's and, the, and the best the is this little carniceria that's right around the corner from our shop. Yep. When they, a, when they actually feel like making them. Does it have a name? I don't, I don't know. Does the place have a name? I know it says like it's got an El Supermarket. Yeah, it's like front El Mercado. It might actually be El Mercado. So if you guys Mercado. are in Conyers, Georgia, yeah, come yep. to our shop. Come to and they'll they'll point you in the right yeah, direction. You can come see the, the taco shop. Made. You, you know, we're always down to have visitors too. Man. Yeah. Oh, are you? Okay. So we always love one of my favorite things to do. I'm just is in Tennessee, have, so I'm not you, that far. One yeah, of my favorite things to do. So so if we go back on the way home, so if we yeah, let's we drove down. We certainly could. Yeah, Friday. So. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, I have this working knowledge of what the the, the, the military shooters specifically, um, they, what they wanted to see in, in, in precision rifles. Um, so, so that I had a pretty good working knowledge of. But it wasn't until I came to the shop and saw, like, bro, we're taking raw metal. Oh, yeah. And just, just this hunk of steel into... Yeah. You know, a functioning weapon, and to see that process is so cool, man. Like, so you go if from a big block to an actual yeah, functioning. Yeah, it's so, really cool, and yeah. it's all machined in house. So, like days that I'll be in there, like typing away, doing emails or stuff. I mean, if I get frustrated or I'm just kind of droning and losing my train of thought, I'll just go out there and watch machines like make stuff. It's cool That's because cool. it's yeah. it really is because you're literally you realize that you're like you're you're almost these guys are almost like artists sculpting. Yeah, yeah. You know, weapon yeah. systems out of taking raw a chunk material. of marble and yeah. making we, we make these beautiful little and not, and not a lot of people get to see <laughs> that. You know, there's yeah. a lot of guns That's out true. there that, that, that are manufactured like that, but you don't ever get to see the process. You just get to see the final product, and it's so cool to see. Yeah, these things actually, these CNC lays and mills and everything actually just cutting this out of just raw aluminum. It, it's very cool, man. Yeah, you, you, you've been it. you whether you've bought or been issued rifles <clears> or just always had them in your presence your whole life yeah okay you've never really seen one get put together made really made from nothing in the second you see all that i'm you know man i'm i'm in my 40s right and i've been around rifles my whole life non-stop right and like so then all of a sudden see one get made yeah and you're looking in the machines just you're like removing all this shit it smells that's how that smell that smell of like hydraulic fluid it's really (laughs) awesome and the machine's doing its thing (laughs) you're sitting there looking at it through the window and i'm not kidding like you immediately because he is seriously i mean he is seriously i'm looking at his face right now he's excited (laughs) about this and i'm like like travis said like you watch the machines working and you feel your mind just kind of relax and let go yeah like wow those robots are doing and just you don't even have conscious thought you just enthralled by watching him get made and you're like that's going to be a gun that i'm going to shoot later yeah, yeah you were you were talking cool. about um like a work of art yeah have you guys kind of seen through the history of of rifles and firearms that they're becoming they are becoming more like art I yeah mean, the sexy need you know, people start referring to them as sexy now and yeah that you know the look of them do you think do you think that people consciously when they go into de- to develop maybe a new new rifle or I think you're right. I mean, you I know, can't yeah. redevelop the platform, but you're seeing more right. artistry in the yeah, development of the firearms. I think that'll happen in any because you guys where you got you've got all these nice curves and grooves right. and. And if you look, speaking specifically to that now, <clears throat> one thing I like y'all is have rifles. sexy rifles. The yeah. other thing that I like I is hot rods, things, man. man. And anybody who likes hot rods, you know, I I, I love like the fenders on a 32 yeah. Ford. Yeah, and yeah. how they just roll over and kind of just. The, the 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 sexiness of the lines, how they come into the body of the of, a, of the hot rod, yeah. And so you know, I've always grown up around hot rods, and I still drag race, and I do all this other stuff. So whenever I see rifles or, or anything that that we can do to add these sexy lines, that if you look at the uppers of our rifle, I did not like 
on a lot of rifles how the the transition from the upper receiver to the handguard is just a it stops and then there's just a big bulky <laughs> yeah. thing. So if you look at our uppers, we actually went in and added material so that it's nice flowing Smooth. line, just like it's a nice flowing transition, just like an old hot rod man. And, and it's those small things. That and just, it was just because of the aesthetics. You didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it it doesn't enhance the function. I mean, it correct makes it lighter because you're shaving stuff off. But, correct. Um, yeah, so yeah, there, uh, there's, there's going to be. It made me think of that when you said, you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah, artwork. the art, yeah, the yeah. artwork. It was like, you know, there's kind of a trend mm-hmm. with fire. If you think back to the, you know, yeah, that's 100. I mean, World I, War, you know, two. I, I think the M14 forward. Is, is a sexy rifle. I still think it's the sexiest. It's just when you get an M14 in your hand, it's wood. You know, you get this feeling of like some kind of connect. Really, I'm going to sound like a hippie here, but a little bit of a connection to the earth when you're holding a rifle. Yeah. The problem is, 250 rounds from now, you better have that torque wrench ready. <laughs> you know, and you better yeah. not store it in a place where it's going to be either A, too much direct sunlight, B, too much moisture. All this, I don't care how you seal them, then it's going to be your issue. But, you know, and, and I always thought the AR platform was a totally different kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yep. a totally different kind of attractor. Uh, well, it's like, it's like the conversation between, uh, with, with, with the, between the 1911 and the Glock. That's right. You yeah. know, 1911s are beautiful, man. Yeah. You see some high-end 1911s and you're like, man, that is an absolute work of art. Now, do I think it's a great fighting pistol? Eh, I have my own Not opinions. Not necessarily, yeah. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, you know why the guys in World War II love the 1911? Because it's Glocks, all had. Glocks had it's not been invented yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they love that pistol because the Glock had not been invented. Right. But even with the Glock, I mean, you bring up like the primo uh, firearm for personalization mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. artistry. Right. Because all the different slide cuts that people right. do with those. I was just, I was going to market. I was going to lead into that too. I'll be at a, I'll be at a, uh, an event, a sporting clay shooting event for uh, the Special Operations Care Fund. Here in a couple of weeks, and uh, one of the one of the, the guy that owns Zev uh, was mm-hmm. there last year, and he was there this year, and I, he, he's going to be there again this year. But he is uh, he is just a cool, laid back dude who likes to hang out and drink whiskey. So that makes him like <laughs> he's you know part of the up family. There in your book, yeah. <laughs> so that really makes him part of the family. But but again, you start looking well, now what they're doing with the Glocks. So, you know, you look at some of the stuff that Zev's doing, and some of these other other Glock companies. Oh, there's I'm like there's they're, bazillion yeah, the companies they're, they're out there for, for aftermarket stuff for. I mean, even the lowers, people are going in and, you know, Mm -hmm. Glocks, the polymer lower. That's what they're – but now there's companies out there that are going and making, you know, metal, aluminum lowers. I saw a machine machine one not too long ago, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, why not? Because at some point or another, there's not a whole lot of functional stuff to innovate. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, new new chamberings, new calibers, that's where all the innovation is. There's not a lot left to do on the rifle. So there's the, hey, man, I want it to have an aesthetic now. Right, right. Run out of advances. All the different hand guards (coughs) that are out there, all the different grips, all the different everything, butt stocks. So, so to bring that story back, you know, kind of full circle, I guess. Because please we, do we, we somebody did. bring us somebody we, we reel us back in here. Like, Throw me a rope. Know, me and Ryan. <laughs> hey, know, welcome to Talking Lead, guys. Right. This is yeah. what we do here. <laughs> <That's right>. We're <laughs> going to fit in well because me and Ryan like to talk, you know. And all of our stories Hills, will yeah. branch off in different directions a million times. But to bring that all back together, mm-hmm. you know, when when Cam and I were sitting at that lunch yep. that uh, that I had the uh, um, uh, steak sandwich. That's right. Um, that he paid for. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, that's one of the things that was established that you know. When it uh, the the meeting was a, a long time in the happening, because I knew kind of what he wanted to talk about, but I did not know the man himself. 
And I had mutual friends that were trying to get us together, and it was one of those things I'm like, uh, you know, if it, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's not a duck. Um, so <laughs> yeah. a so skeptical, I was it? like, no, nah, I don't think so. So finally one of my buddies picks me up, takes me to lunch, and I'm like, look, dude, I, I hear what you're saying, and I dig it, but – you know, and without naming other brands and stuff like that, I'm like, if you're looking to build these the, the bottom end gun, you know, I I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to put my name on something. But if you want right. to go after the what I consider that boutique rifle category, um, the guys that were out there um, doing the great things with the high end ARs and the precision game and all that stuff, I'm like, if we're going to be competitive in this and do um, make make a good solid brand for ourselves, you know, this is where we need to be and. Uh, you know he uh he agreed so we were kind of on the same page with that and we set forward into making the first um prototypes now again (laughs) i was the guy that got to test a lot of stuff so i had ideas of what needed to happen but i'm also the guy that like draws things on bar napkins and then comes in (laughs) i'm like this is what it needs to look like and this is how it needs to work and all these little machinists to look at it wait no that's a beer net (laughs) right right, right. right. that's that's a little that's a little smidge right there but uh you know and then they would create the stuff we go out and test it and once I had a couple working models, and, and you know, and I'd gone out and tested them, and and taken them down to uh, to Fort Benning, and let some of the units down there test them and things like that, and got some feedback. We didn't have a whole lot to change, just some small critiques, you know. And I was taking them down there to uh, to the sniper platoon at Third Ranger Battalion, and uh, letting their snipers shoot them, give me a couple little notes here and there of small changes and tweaks that they'd like to see in the rifle. And once I kind of had it tuned in where we where I thought we needed to be, because we spent a full year hemorrhaging money. <laughs> <laughs> just doing R&D on these things yeah. before we ever released them to the public. And so, you know, we were down there every week, and I was doing different things and running errands and, and getting this stuff done. And then enters Ryan. You know, we were uh, we happened to be working at the same kind of joint together, um, doing, a, doing a security gig. And, um, you know, I, I, this is probably where I'll hand it off to Ryan because he, 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 you know, has that outside looking in. He tells that story in. better. Well, he has that outside looking <laughs> yeah. in of, like, why is this dude – talking to me about things yeah so yeah you know. I, I you know I, I it's he you know basically to make it short Travis like hey I'm, I'm making these amazing precision ARs and I was like yeah it's not a thing <laughs> it's, not <laughs> a thing. it's not a thing dude I've been issued several that were supposed to be precision ARs and they were yeah, yeah and I'm, right. I mean you know that I just uh, I and I had recently uh, come off a contracting job overseas where the SR25 was among other platforms given to every one of us. And, um, you know, the effects of wear and tear and negligence on a rifle can add up really fast. Sure. And, and you know, you you begin to start to look for ways to, um, to you know, this is, the, this is the weapon that I'm going to carry. And a lot of guys are doing their best to get into bolt guns instead because you had to shoot the qual. Mm-hmm. You had to carry the thing for work. And if you had to engage somebody, you wanted to be, you had to know what you were going to be at, you know, yeah. this, this can't, you can't make mistakes. Um, and I was just like, you know, man, I, I'm just going to go back to bolt guns, buddy. I, I appreciate that. I hope you make a good gun. You know, <laughs> kind of like, good luck I, with I, that. you know, you're, you're a cool dude. Quack, man, quack, you know? quack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to paddle off now. And, uh, I'm like, and I have like, now just, become that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're the duck. <laughs> he, he just kind of, you know, and I didn't get a steak sandwich out of this either, by the way. <laughs> You've had plenty of them. Cam, if you're listening, I want my steak sandwich. So, <laughs> He said, that just come and see the damn thing. Just come on. So I come and I shoot it. And I had, I had, I had, I like telling the story too, because I had a bunch of really bad ammunition. And I had just, 
really awful Czechoslovakian 147 oh, grain. And it was, I, I got it at this, it was discounted heavily because uh, some of the ammunition had leaked. I guess some yeah, some yeah. of the nitroglycerin had, you know, spilled out of it and gotten on the casing. And, and it was just stained and it was ugly stuff. It was really crappy stuff. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to Travis, but I'm also going to show him where this 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 bullshit ends because right. I'm going to run this garbage this is a through a real his life situation. Yeah, because one be of like, the conversations right on. that we had leading into this was that yes, there were precision rifles out there, whether bolt guns or gas guns at the time, and they're still out there to this day. And one of the things that drove me nuts about those that you know that I used to point out to them whenever I was still in the military was that. Look, man, that's a cool rifle, and it looks great, and it's got a, a, a sex appeal to it, and it's cool. But you're telling me it only shoots one specific yeah, type of ammo. You can only ever shoot this match grade out of yeah. it. And I'm like, that or doesn't do anything for me can't shoot this other brand. If, right. If I'm in the battle yeah. space, and we're getting it on, and I can't get resupplied, what good does it do to have a rifle that once I run exactly. out of ammo, yeah. I can't start delinking machine gun ammo and shooting it? And that's in your sniper school doctrine, you know, where you you actually you, you it's in black and white. It's like these are the things you must do: is shoot all your stuff, and if you need a delink machine gun ammo, you will do that. And I'm like, I always thought thought that was a gospel thing it's yeah. in the book you know necessity it's in, yeah. it's in the right. it's in the book of the gods it's in the sniper school <laughs> curriculum i may one day have to de-link some shit so i better be able yeah right learn okay because m40 is going to get right back to work you know it's not going to be as accurate but it's, you can work you could save other dudes right. lives you can get work in so i had purchased a gas gun not long before this conversation with travis and I found out the hard way on a range, and I was out there with a Georgia State Police. I have a bunch of buddies on their on their on their on their team, and I'm out there at their range, and we're shooting. And I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm shooting these pretty decent groups." I'm like, "Right on, bro. Yeah, check my new stuff out, man. <laughs> I can still I can still shoot." And then um, and then they were like, "Well, hey, can you hey run some of this ammo through it?" And in front of all these dudes, I'm in there like mortar rounding my gun, trying to <laughs> beat this thing back open because right. it would chamber, and you could drop the hammer on it. But it wasn't firing it's it, and you couldn't get it back yeah. out. You couldn't right. get it out. Sticking, you know. And now here, here I am with this very expensive baseball bat, and I'm like, you know, okay, I'll never do this again. So here I am over at the range of Travis, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna ninja your brain, dude. Yeah, okay, yeah. you got a precision gun? Watch it. Watch this thing not work. So I run a whole magazine through this 147 grain out of it, and I'm like, oh, it's not stopping. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. And then I had a, ma- a magazine of gold metal match. I'm like, I heat this gun up, and then we'll see what it really does. So I lay down, take a couple deep breaths, focus on the target, and start shooting groups of this gold medal match. And I'm just like, all right. Still Hand the running. gun back to Travis. I'm like, man, you know what? I was wrong. You're right. This is a pretty pretty amazing achievement. You know, congratulations. You have a pretty good thing. He's like, well, you know, we're going to need somebody to come aboard and help doing you know, Q, Q, you know, quality assurance and stuff like that. Do you want to? You want to maybe think about doing that? And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, hold let's on, go hold talk on, about hold it." At the hold shop. on, just a second. Hold on, just a second. Before we continue your story, right. how come in your in- interpretation of me, <laughs> I, go, I talk like need- Simple Jack? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna need somebody to come on. I'm like, bro, same team, man. All right, all right. We gotta ride home together, simple dude. Jack. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> how come your blue, blue, blue? How come your narrative blue, of blue, me blue. is way slower than I actually am? <laughs> you threw. Oh, hey, by the way, everybody, Travis. Travis never throws anybody under the bus. <laughs> this, this is, uh, you threw me under the bus yesterday. That's true. It, badly. <laughs> nice tropic thunder. Oh, my right? God. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, Dude. sorry. I just, it, it stood out to me. I was like, this needs to be Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, no. Okay, so Travis said, hey, 
I'd like somebody to do some QCQA for me. <laughs> Would you like to be that guy? And you I was know what? Like, That's better. I'll yeah. take that. Somebody start a bass line up. <laughs> so, yeah, I go by. Hey, Would you like to be the Q&A <laughs> for Lansing Tactical? And I was like, what? What did you call that? And he said, oh, the company is going to be called Lansang Tactical. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're trying to sell American guns in America. You don't want to use that name. And he's like, no, we're using that name. Maybe you should come to the shop and you'll see why. And I'm like, oh, shit. I should not have said yes to this guy. It's like, crap. It's some Chinese, some Chinese <laughs> made stuff. I'm like, nobody's going to buy that shit. Go to the shop. All right. There's like three gringos in the whole shop. Me, Travis, and another guy who was working. And yeah. he, was, he, was, mm-hmm. he was in charge of shipping for the parent company. And that's it. Everybody else is in there like hustling, getting shit done. Machines are running. Guys are doing no. really weird stuff with metal and like getting stuff done. And then you know they're they're, they're literally they're, like scurrying about. Literally, like because never, they're all they're all like five foot tall or yeah. less. You know, so they're, they're yeah. literally oh, except for the ones that are actually, except for the ones that are like really big now because like you know yeah, yeah. you got American Cam, food Cam, Cam has not missed leg day very much. He's in mm-hmm. there. He's getting his pull ups or a meal or a meal. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. getting that waistline. But no. So <laughs> so long story short, you know, and you're in there and you're watching and you're in a meeting, you know, the head machinist and they're like their whole, their their approach is like, "Okay, well, you know, kind of tell me more about how it should be." And then, you know, "Okay, I already know what I'm going to do." It goes in there, switch a few lines of code, the machine's doing something different. I mean, I'm really blown away by this plus the smell of all the cutting fluids and everything's mm-hmm. running. You know what I mean? That that smell that you get when you get into a machine shop and it just hooked me, right? And all I'm right. like, "Oh man, okay, okay." All right, I understand now the backstory of these guys, why they want it named Lansang, mm-hmm. um, and wh- what that really actually means. And, the, and it means one million elephants. And it, the full name, the old, when it was a kingdom of Lao, it wasn't called Lao. It wasn't the Laotian kingdom. It was Lansang Homkau, right? Which meant one million elephants under a white parasol. And yep. the flag had this, you know, this three-headed or you know, triple elephant mm-hmm. and a giant white parasol. And if you can think back, it was basically like their way of saying, like, come and live with us under the white parasol that we will provide you in this hot climate, and you will be, you know, part of the by us, part of the family. Yeah. Right. Or stand right there, get mowed over by these elephants, <laughs> get see trampled. how that works for you. Get stampeded. Right. <laughs> right. So for 400 or 450 or so years, that was the kingdom that ruled all of Southeast Asia. Okay. Until like a, yeah. like, up they, until like the 12 or 1400s, I can't remember yeah, what it was. Yeah, wasn't there like a, a thing that was put out by like the French or something like that? They were like, dude, when we fought these dudes. Yeah, we couldn't stop them. They're like, we could not stop these guys. Like whenever we showed up on the battlefield to 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 to, to fight the Lansang warriors, like they just had all these tanks is how he illustrated it. Well, in, in his narrative, the tank, tanks are actually, he was talking about elephants. Elephants, yeah. yeah. And they were like, dude, there was just a battlefield full of these giant tanks, and, and he's talking about elephants. And it's crazy because, you know, they... So were they elephant whispers? Is that what they, yeah, they, I, I, they yeah. control the elephants? They, they, well, they, they, they were they, Asian they, elephant whispers. Yeah, like the well, Asian elephant yeah. and the African elephant are are similar, but that's so that, that's a very interesting. I mean, you've actually got some history behind. I've, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking it was dude's last name. Nope, nope, not at all. No, and that's just so that, there is that's there his was way a, of a, reaching a, back through his his history. Yeah, and that's, to, he's the to the that's point, awesome. it's 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 funny because it's actually if you talk to these guys, they they kind of laugh every time we talk about it because it is a giant middle finger. To oh yeah, the, this is awesome. So, to the current. Yeah. Um, Right now, after so after the Vietnam War and and the communism took over everything, yeah. mm-hmm. you know they were like you can't speak about that name anymore. 
Yeah, like that, those, that's, if you that's showed gone. up, yeah. so right now it's actually like a giant middle finger to the communist government there. Yeah, and yeah. if you were to show up in Laos today wearing a Lanzang Tactical shirt, you probably so it's would very not. similar to what's going on here in in our country with a lot of these left wing liberal people trying to bury our history. Mm-hmm. You know, in yeah. various yeah. Yeah, different you, ways, yeah. Yeah. and that happens, I think, throughout throughout time. One power struggle leads to somebody being in charge that wants to rewrite history yeah and 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 the, you know the loser he he has to say it never existed or else we'll just we'll berate you or worse like yeah. you just disappear kind of a thing yeah. and i don't yeah. you know and, and yeah. it's kind of like going to germany and, yeah in like their high school book has nothing from like 1937 to 1945 yeah, like it just didn't happen yeah and what should happen is that chapter what should happen is you you have to read every painful damn word you yep. know you have to you go have through to. that and say that's what grandpa did you know, and that's what you have to do, and that helps that people people don't heal and move past things like that because right. so. But then, you, but in a you, communist world, you don't want to forget it because history yeah. tends right. to repeat itself. It the does. danger of, of certain histories is some people use them as leverage to change the present, and so I got this buddy. So I just started working for Lansing. I got this buddy. I'm heading out to uh, have a couple of drinks with, and I'm wearing my hat. And he's getting into the car, and he looks at my hat. He goes, "Where'd you get that hat?" And I was like, "At work." What do you mean? He's like, do you know what that symbol means? And I said, yeah, actually, I kind of do. I mean, I work there. Yeah. And he's like, bro. And he's Laotian, you know, first generation. He goes, dude, if you went, if you flew to Laos today, got off the plane, put that hat on your head and tried to make it through customs, you ain't going to make it through customs. You can just, gonna, they might just put you back on the plane if you're, if they felt generous. It's, it's yeah. like that flag They're is gonna a be nice giant middle it. finger to the present the, government the I was current like, regime yeah take the hat off i'm looking at it, i'm like oh, i love this hat even more now <laughs> everything everything about it like so makes you great. love it even yeah. more you know you're like this is awesome I love so yeah that's that's the, you know and, and that's kind of the genesis of how you know i i i was like okay now i'm motivated to be here because uh these guys have a really unique history and they're very interesting dudes yeah and, absolutely yeah and they're know. all family yeah. like all of them are the oh, brothers yeah. or the sons or the cousins they're all related they're somehow. all related yeah. Yeah. and like i'll have a pro- let's say one day i have a problem with my car or something like that i'll, I'll go over to one of the guys like yo um i need you to do this for me help me put the rear brakes on i've got this weird sticking point in the brake i don't know anything about it it's it's different i didn't oh yeah stop what he's doing Guys will come over and see if they can help you. Like the shop actually usually has one or two vehicles in it that are getting worked on, and everybody kind of helps each other do shit over right. there. If I need something welded, if I, I honestly, if I, if I wanted them to come into my house and help me do something, and and if I had been asked to go to their house to help them do something, I think I'd jump in the car and just be right there with them. I mean, yep. it yeah. is a family organization, and uh, and that's that's kind of what makes. How it many fun people are employed there? Uh, at the, so overall, the company's got what. Probably about fifteen people. Yeah, fifteen people. Yep. So from time to time, there might be up to twenty. But for Lansing, so about five we, years. Would you say now that you guys have been? So we are going into our fourth year. Yeah. In the first going into year, the fourth. Okay. So in the first four, full year, like I like we stated earlier, was uh, was all research and development. So we yeah. weren't bringing any money in. You know, it was just. Hey man, let's. We've got to make sure that this is the best platform that we can possibly make it sure. before we release it to to the world. You know, because it's got all of our names on it. Well, give our give our listeners all your uh, your contact info, your websites, your mm-hmm. social meds. Mm-hmm. It's uh, no so yeah. Spelling is a spell, spelling will be critical here. Yes, it's uh, it's l a n x a n g tactical dot com. And so, it'll be an elephant. 
There'd be an elephant. Yeah, you'll know you're in the right place when you see that big elephant. <laughs> you see that big yeah. elephant yeah. with the middle finger. Yeah, that's, right. that, that's one of the things. They should kind of do an elephant me. flipping elephant off. with his little <laughs> flat foot with his, his little middle finger on it. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's just his trunk. It's a certain way he holds it. Is the, exactly is the elephant way of saying that it. would be awesome. Yeah. So yeah. He is, so yeah. I mean, we've been around for for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check us out at LanzangTactical.com. Um, we we have a, a Lansing Tactical Instagram page. Um, yeah. So I guess that's when I met you guys the first time. It was a, was about was it two years ago? I maybe? thought it was it. Wasn't it a mammoth? It was. Or it was it right here? here. No, it was okay. Here. No, it was here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was first time yeah. I met you guys. Man, since then a lot. I mean, since then it's funny. Two. It years was ago, my first time here. Yeah. I guess yeah. it might have been y'all's. First that was time. our first time here. It was too. our yeah. first time. It was my and, first time too. Yeah. And it was it was, it was special because I ran into some like, you know, Q. I hadn't seen him since overseas, and another buddy of Q's that I it was his teammate and. You know, we hadn't. It's funny too, because back then we were still that unknown company that just, Adam you know, Adam Garrison. Adam Garrison. That's right. Yeah, high threat that's concealment. Right. That's yeah. right. Uh, Sponsor of the show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, hey Adam, <laughs> what's up? You owe me money. Holler at me. No. <laughs> You'll never see it. <laughs> no. So uh, and we'll he, d- nice he doesn't owe me money, by the way. But yeah, man, lots changed since then. We've we've had. Uh, being we were pretty anonymous then and it yeah. was interesting talking to all the reporters back then because we we're just another gas gun that was a precision precision gun right but right. since then we've had guys win mammoth mm-hmm. two different mammoths now this is the second one where we've taken first place at mammoths lots of top five finishes we had a team uh of rangers barred our stock vl-34s and went out and won the international sniper challenge in the open class, they basically won the entire contest. Wow! And, the, and it was very rare. Both dudes shooting our gas gun, both shooters with the same gun, won the international this year, 2017. I mean, yep. I'm sorry, um, they haven't done it yet this year. And then Mammoth 2018 last year also Purgatory. Yeah, top purgatory, three purgatory sniper teams. challenge. We should probably hit on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that's, that. That's definitely yeah. um, that sounds rough. So it is. So <laughs> Mammoth is rough, but Purgatory is actually going to be a little bit rougher in the sense that we've designed every single. Um, we've designed every every single stage to be as close as we could imagine or get the imagination of other shooters uh, f- for for what a combat scenario might look like so you might then say okay uh, you're gonna you're gonna take yourself and all your gear get into a skedco you're gonna grab him you have to move him 50 meters to a bunker you're engaging from the bunker then he's moving you 50 meters to the next bunker and y'all are engaging from that bunker and you've got to bring him back again y'all have to bring each other back to the starting position and you have 15 minutes to do the entirety of this and hit these targets imagine you know imagine you were in in in, in a real situation where sure. it's like i have to carry my buddy and all our shit over here engage these bad guys get him back to safety and, and drive on and so right. all the stages are going to be something like you have to get up on top of a building bring your buddy up on top of the building then engage targets or take your buddy off the building because he's wounded right let's sure. say and and then engage these other targets um where where's purgatory purgatory is going to be down in blakely georgia okay and, um, yeah, what time of year does that happen arena be training a, facility yeah. is actually a great facility yeah, arena is um, going to host us again uh, so we're going to be back at arena this year last year um was our first year doing it we had a great turnout and uh everything in the competition makes some type of tactical sense right okay um it's not just like you know stand on one foot bark it's like real real live situations yeah. that could or right. have happened you know and, yeah. it, and it's and it's one of those things you may not realize it at the time until we brief you after that you know it, one of the stages we had set up um you know, you had this stack. You had a defilade shot, where you could not see that target. Now you could either shoot that target or not shoot that target. You had other mm-hmm. points that you could gather over here. The point of 
the the whole lane was to get you thinking outside of the box. So say that guy that's behind, you know, that cover is a mortar team who is dropping mortars on your dudes. Now you've got all these tires here, and what they didn't know at, at the beginning was that you could stack all those tires in a certain way and get a straight yeah, on shot at the guy. Yeah. So you know, after the stage was so over, you're able like, to use your environment. Yeah, to, correct. Yeah, you know, it's not like you just go here and you do. You can. Yeah. You got to. You think through the situation. And, and the it's going to test you physically because there's a lot of walking around between stages. You have to move on foot to them, mm-hmm. but also each stage is going to be like usually they should be each of them about 15 minutes long. Yeah, right. Where most you know, most competitions are like, like two or three minutes. This yeah. is like a, a tough mutter in right. a way, shooting. Yeah, right. So competition. It's it, it, it helps to be in, in in good shape on this thing. I and, think it's and, mandatory and, that you <laughs> sounds yeah. like to me. Yeah, and, and and you know at the end of the day. There, you, you want to be challenged by your shooting, and you want to be a little stressed out by it. You want sure. it to physically make you exert yourself. Um, every, you know, Mammoth does that, but usually the stage itself at Mammoth is is much shorter, and you're never really going to be that far out of breath. Joe makes it so that like you're painfully humping some rocks up a hill, and it's difficult. <laughs> you're not going to be. So this is one that you guys designed and came up with. Yeah, Travis yeah, so. and and you know, well, you know everybody's kind of got some input on this thing yep, and, sure. and, and from guys who have experience like hey man i think this would be good or i did this one day it was weird i had to take a guy and make him do this and right then my buddy came in it, he's on the radio calling in a medevac so we're not gonna have anybody calling medevacs but like you get the point yeah a lot of it's like somebody derived it from their real world experience we let them you know add to it it's and there's you know there's it's a contest that can be done in in you know two and a half days and it's yeah it reminds me of uh, one that that goes on at rock castle and it, it's a fundraiser it's a charity mm-hmm. event that a group out of um uh clarksville the base up there what is that campbell. yeah fort campbell yeah, right. uh, one of the the helicopter uh group that's up there <clears throat> the night stalkers night stalkers thank mm-hmm. you yes the night stalkers yep, the they they have um they do a three gun and each stage is set up to represent something. Oh, is that something. Task Force Dagger? Is that the Task Force Dagger, guys? Because I know they do a lot of stuff up there at Rock Castle. No, it's anyway. Night Stalkers. It's the Night well, well, I know the no, Night Stalkers no. is the unit, but yeah. there's a there's a foundation or an organization right. that's a lot of those guys. It's called Task Force Dagger, so I didn't know if it might have been no, it's not, those it's, guys or not. It's the Night Stalker or something, something. Okay. It, right on it, it goes to help the families and, yep. Yep. and Got it. members of the mm-hmm. – Night stars, but mm-hmm. yeah, so very similar to what you guys are talking about. So it's stuff that's actually happened on missions that they've been on. They recreate those, right. and it's more of a, a memorial to mm-hmm. you know their fallen brothers. So. Yeah, I I think I read something about that. That's an interesting way. To yeah, run it's really contest. cool. Yeah, like so, so, this is the one where this guy got hurt or this guy got a medal, right. and you yeah, run that whole. They've thing got a, a like a plaque or thing yeah. that yeah. tells the yeah. story uh, of the the thing you're getting ready to yeah. shoot. So. Right. So, so as Purgatory, you know, ends up this year or, or this past year, our first year, <coughs> teams, first place team, second place team, and third place team, which were two teams from the 75th Ranger Regiment and a Schoolhouse, team from the right? Army Sniper Schoolhouse yeah. out of Benning, all took first One, through two, three. third, yeah. all shooting our guns. Nice. So, you and know. it's not like only military guys are coming, or only military mm-hmm. guys can win. The fourth place yeah. team was a, a couple of gentlemen who do a lot of PRS shooting. Yeah, sure. And actually, they're I can't who sponsors them. Uh, you talking about the best targets guys? Yes, that's so, right. That's, uh, that's Scott right. Whitehead and, yeah. the, and those guys. Yeah, yeah. man, they're, they're good dudes, man. Those guys really can absolutely shoot the lights out, and they were <laughs> hounding these Rangers, and they were hounding <laughs> the schoolhouse guys for for you know the, the podium finish, and it was like yeah. these guys right on each other's yeah. butts, and it was it was pretty cool and. 
you know, just to see guys like that, I'm like, you know, the competition there is stiff too. When is, never, when know, is oh, purgatory? I mean, purgatory is going to be <coughs> September, right in the middle of September. Yeah. Okay. So when it's nice and hot outside. I was going to say, still you know, probably, it's a little warm. So, still so warm here's, this, here's, yeah. this, here's this line that I walk, that I walk and I've got the, I've always got this little, like, uh, this little voice in my in my ear, and his name's Marcus. And mm-hmm. Marcus is always like, "Bro, you can't do that." <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, "Bro, it's gonna be that. it's gonna be in August. It's gonna be the hottest time of the year in South Georgia, and I'm gonna try to kill somebody." He's like, "Bro, you can't do that." Like, so we want it yeah. to be a very military match, but you can't. You, I walk that line that he is the voice of reason on. It's like, dude, you can't make it so hard that civilians will not come back to it. Yeah, yeah. you know, because if you make it, it's something that only the Rangers or only the Marines that show up are, you are make gonna it, be able to finish. Then nobody's gonna come just back. enough. Yeah, right. That they get an experience of what goes on day to day in 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 the military and in those elite units. Yeah. So they get like a little taste, of like wow, this is what these guys do day in and day out. But if you make it so hard that only those guys can finish it, you're never going to have gonna a competition back, yeah. because they're going to go back and they're going to get on your show and they're going to be like, "That sucked." Yeah, I, I heard I, it. I was <laughs> out. I was out. Worst, worst, worst case scenario <laughs> is you got multiple heat casualties running right. around, or Lake we start Georgia cooking like guys. Yeah. So we offset it a little, little bit. We were you close. Know. We're going to get close. To I would love man. to to come down for that, and dude. Yeah, you guys. I don't want to shoot it. I want to watch. So in fact, it's it's actually as far as contests go. This is entertaining to watch because mm-hmm, yeah. you know, these guys might have to carry objects here and there, make decisions about how to get this route from here to their firing point. That yeah. some guys are making bad decisions. Which, like you, you said, say, right. yeah, like, there's things the kind of, there that they've got a yeah, situational yeah. awareness that they can yep. use yeah. to mm-hmm. and see you, how they. A work lot of shooting that. contests aren't interesting to watch, but you know, if you're watching Purgatory, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Watching guys and, and you know, staying at one you stage guys film and watching. It? So we don't. We don't. Nope. Yeah, I think you should film it. We probably you should. There are some guys that are going to be there that yeah. probably won't want to yeah, film. Yeah, we're bringing it. out that won't want to film. Yeah, can't you know, be filmed. If you, if you remember our first time at, at, at Big Three East, um, you know, whenever Ryan um, did our like company brief back mm-hmm. when they were still doing those, one of the things that Ryan asked to the media guys and the repor- reporters and stuff was like, you know, how come y'all are never at these events yeah. and it was crazy because and I said the, I am right, right. You, are, you were the only you were the only dude but the, <laughs> you were the only one but the, the, yeah. the, but the response and then the, the answer was, was really crazy too was really crazy kind of blew our minds and they're like you remember no, that? We're, we're just, yeah. nobody ever invites yeah. us and nobody you're like, invites that was wow. the thing that blew my mind that's was, crazy yeah well, yeah. nobody and one, who was it that said that? So, so you don't have to be invited, says, nobody, right? That's so what like I with purgatory, yeah. you know, so like with purgatory, we'd love to have you come down yeah. and, and, and do some stuff down there. I think uh, Tag Daddy may come up this year. He's wanting That'd to come cool. up and check it out. Um, one of the uh, reporters here that's doing some stuff for uh, for Recoil, mm-hmm. um, they're wanting to come down and cover the comp this year. So and, uh, yeah, contests, well, and things well, like people that like you guys for, who are actually you know you're putting these, you're hosting mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the competitions. That's what you got to do to get the sport and get the awareness. Is yeah, you got to right. get these guys out there, right? Know? Otherwise, I 100 like, agree with not going to come. I'm like, why? Yeah. How come? You and you're not going to get the coverage. Yeah. It's not going to get the, the, the exposure right. it needs. I think that the the industry itself needs the needs contest, needs sport, needs to make that stuff interesting for people of all like ages and sizes. You know, I, I think Absolutely. there should be a contest for anybody old young to be able to go and compete and learn shooting in it like i said earlier like mm-hmm. in a dynamic environment with other shooters um it just so happens that with purgatory i'll tell you the short version is this the best compliment we got was um a couple of dudes who i think the, the two dudes who won it actually <laughs> yeah, uh, john brandon and john yeah brandon and john said and they were just getting ready to go on deployment which you know it was, it was good good praise coming from them. They said, man, this is the best training I've done yet. 
and I'm going on deployment in a month. And this is the right. best training. Because these, these, uh, these stages were the best training I could have done uh, prior to my deployment. Because we're, not, you're not, we're doing different kinds of things for training. But right. for snipers, it's like, all right, are you all going to support by scurrying up the side of this berm and help the raiders do their raiding? You know, it's right. like, right. you know, their, their, their deployment workup is going and laying in the prone. At so a, it gives at them a, a whole other level. At Fort Benning and just shooting yeah. all day. Where now they're yeah. actually getting good training. Yeah. That's and, cool. and that's, working that's as a team it, because the biggest yeah. part of a team match is that communication. Yeah. You can be the best shooter on the planet, but if you and I can't run a dialogue with each other while we're under duress and under time, we're, we're, we're done. Yeah. We're done. You know, so these guys, they're, they're actually getting to work as sniper teams as uh, under situations that are getting their heart rate up, under duress, and they're like, dude, this is great for us. You know, yeah. we're deploying here in a couple of weeks, and That's now, cool. you know, me and my spotter or me and my primary are, are getting a stronger good, team. Yeah. yeah, we're getting good communication worked out. While, while things are going on yeah, and I was cool. like dude that's awesome man that's, that that's, is. What, it's, that's, that's it great it's what it's all about so well, what's coming up next for you guys Land Zang well so as far as rifles are concerned um, what's up next is you know we, we've got the 260 squared away 65 squared away obviously the 308 the the Lord's caliber as I've heard it mentioned many times a day and uh, now the, the, the uh, 224 Valkyrie yeah, yeah just yeah. shot the that two, the 224 that's Valkyrie like that's like the, that's the, the first hot one. shit that's coming out yeah we're gonna we're, we're <coughs> We're, not, you know, we're trying to see what we feel about it as ter- in terms of how to kind of shape the building of the rifle to whether or not it's going to be more favorable for 90 grain or 60 grain. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of look through you know, how we're, how we're going to make the what rifle. What grain was I shooting today? 60. 60, 60, 60, 60 grain? Yeah. And that's what's coming good. out in 3,200 feet per second. So, But what is 90? We're going to go chrono that now you know, and, and yeah. see how it performs. So 60 might be better grouping at 100, but is it going to perform as good as 90 at distance? And what kind of foot pounds of energy is it delivering at 1,000? Hunters are going right. to want to know that. So i got to you know, right. sort of start to take that in event. But then, you know, rifles, we're, we got 300 blackout. Yep, we got the blackouts now that we're doing well, a 12 and a, half, 12 and a half pistol. Um, right. So right now, right now on the shelf, we've got um, hmm. our 5.56 combat rifle. Our 5.56 18-inch DMR rifle called the Cash 22, which is, I love that rifle. Um, It's an absolute hammer. We've got our VL-34s, which are now in, they were originally just in 308. Now we've got them in 308, 6.5 Creedmoor, 260. And uh, we're now taking a step back. We're also going to start doing the Cash 22 and 224 Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got the 300 blackouts. And I I think that kind of might round out that right there that's that, that's everything we've kind of got going and in mm-hmm. the works on the gas gun side but uh oh you, you know, say to, gas gun side so to to to, to yeah. drop a little uh, uh, preview uh, and a little sneak peek <laughs> right here live on this show because <laughs> we are the place for exclusives that's right so scoop i'll uh i'll tell you i'll put Heard some it here stuff first out there that, lead. right it maybe has not been put out yet uh-huh. that uh here in the near future you'll probably see uh um some scope rings from us mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, you're uh, thinking bolt gun. I thought I was thinking uh, bolt gun. Right, but wait, but wait, so, but wait, but wait no. there's but wait, more. But wait, there's more. So you might you might see uh, by the end of the year this year you might see some uh, some some scope rings from us. Yep. Okay, um, that are that are pretty hot. Precision oh, type. Yeah. Okay, they're, they're, they're going to be pretty hot. Um, and you might see bottom metal from us mm-hmm. for right. for the bolt for, gun guys for ye old bolt gunners. Yeah. And then you may actually see a modular mm-hmm. bolt gun chassis from us. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe. Is, you know, while yeah. I don't want to really manufacture bolt guns 
you know, and, and make custom bolt guns. Nothing wrong with being bolt gun. I mean, there's nothing wrong with bolt guns. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with bolt guns. guns. But you, you know, can always whatever. add that to your that's right so, your list of expertise. You know, there's but the, yeah. but the reason I don't want right. to get into bolt guns is not because I don't like bolt guns. I think there are phenomenal companies out there that are already building great that's bolt right. guns, and I'm like, you know. Those dudes are tracking, man, and they're putting out great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, however, I do see a lot of uh, companies that are machining accessories from bolt gu- for bolt guns that maybe could. could but use you know some what ultimately happens? You start doing the accessories, then you're like, well, why don't I just do it myself? So <laughs> that's, that's how, it funny how we got into that. That's how it? it starts, right? <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, you got you know. Just we we just look up the way, just right up the street, and there's uh, not the street, but like just not not far from the shop. You got companies like Accurate Ordnance that produce outrageously right. good yeah. products. Yeah, you know, you know and their bolt guns are hands down some of the best out there. I mean, GA yeah. Precision and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, those guys yeah. are out there just keep killing it. Yeah, we're we're. I mean, at this point, we're happy to. And I'm not even boasting. I any you know, if you can hear my voice say these words, bring your gas gun, and I promise you that we're building a better gas gun. You go head to head. Go head to head with them. Come take the Pepsi Jump. Bring your 147 grain Czechoslovakian dog shit ammunition. We'll both run it. Yep. And then we'll shoot groups, run yep. purgatory and together, we're come to come to purgatory <laughs> and find out, you know, like just just how much fun you can have in right. one weekend. I mean, but That's yes, awesome. come to purgatory and shoot your gun. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like I said, I, I, I couldn't have asked. Now, Cam, who writes the checks and pays all the bills, he mm. would probably, you know, kind of cringe and disagree maybe a little bit because he sees, you know, uh, the 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 financial side of it. But sure. I mean, I, we have done so much in three years that I'm just I'm humbled every day. By what's going on? I mean, we've got rifles in Afghanistan right now yeah. that are, you know, doing work on target every night, and these guys are sending me information that I can't even put out. I'm like, dude, you're giving me like the best marketing I could ever use, and I can't tell anybody about it. But they're um, giving you the test, you know, the real but, world yeah, experience you know, they, and test, and but you know, to tried and true, proven to come as far as we have in three years. I mean, it's it's definitely been a humbling. It's amazing to be a part yeah. of um, to, to have those wins under our belt and have, um, you know, the the special operations community. Um, be so behind us and and really you know one of the articles that just came out about us that uh that paul did Mm -hmm. out here this month you know sniper's journal yeah Yeah. in in sniper's journal this month um there's a six page spread on us okay and you know one of the things that he said this is march 2018 for those who are listening later so he did like this gorgeous six page spread because he is a former third ranger battalion sniper. And he wrote up this article. And one of the th- reasons why we got together was not because I was formerly part of that unit as well was because he knows the current snipers and he knows it, it states in that article. He's like, here is a unit that has access to anything and everything they could possibly ever want in their arms room. He's like, I know what's in that arms room. There's millions and millions and millions of dollars of anything they can want. And if these guys are saying, nah, all that stuff can stay in there, I'm choosing this. He's like, dude, that that speaks volumes to me. So he's like, I had to find out. I I had to contact you guys and see, like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, I want to check these things out. So, I mean, he's a, he's down here this weekend mm-hmm. shooting with us and all that stuff. And, cool. You know, it's a it's a great article. Well, it's, I got hands-on yeah. today with him. Plan right. on, y'all are going to be here tomorrow too, right? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. get some more later yeah. today and tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, um, coming, you know, now that this wind is starting to 
it's it Dying looks like it calmed down a little bit, you know. Yeah. But we're but, still but we're still pinging. It's still going to be fish tailing a little bit, so it'll still be fun to see the difference. I mean, I was making throat shots. That's right. In this yeah. win, that's right. Yeah. You know, you're, the you're spotting yeah. for me. That's yeah. Right. yeah, on that's the right. the two two four. You know, that's right. it, it, the, the the weapons are, themselves At are cool. Six hundred. We were six <laughs> hundred. Yeah, we. Yeah. The, well, by the way, that that yeah, that that target fell and didn't come back. Did it not? That we got to go out there and pick it up. Whoops. But you know, there's there's another guy out in Texas, guy named Adam Morgan that owns North. He's Texas Tactical. He just did a video on our Cash 22, an 18 yep. inch 5.56 DMR rifle. He's at his personal range out there. Again, like Northeast Texas Tactical, I believe is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Dude, he posted a YouTube video shooting that thing at 1,500 yards. Yeah. At, wow. At, yeah. at Ipsic Steel. And I'm like, he's, holy crap. He, make, man. he made himself some, uh, some hand loads. I don't want to say he's using 55 grain burgers, something real stable. Yeah. But the platform in that round. This guy's shooting fifteen hundred yards. He's he's predicting where his impact is going to be at fifteen hundred yards with, with five five six. You yeah. know, he did another thing. For, he did another <laughs> video of. for us. It's yeah. unheard of. He uh, he took one of our sixteen inch guns and shot an eight inch group on steel with our sixteen inch three hundred eight at thousand yards. And I mean that sixteen inch three hundred eight is the most versatile gun in the world. But in the hands of somebody who really knows what he's doing, right? To go out and shoot eight inches a thousand yards. You know, I, I can't do that. I'm not, the, the, I'm coolest, not that good the coolest shooter, thing you know? about Adam's second video on that fifteen hundred yard shot is he actually put a GoPro. Oh yeah, right in front down of there, the, right what's by the, the steel. What's the guy's YouTube channel? So these uh, it, we look it up. It's probably listening. Northeast yeah, Texas Tactical. Yeah. I, Northeast what, uh, Texas Tactical. I, I know he sent it to me, and I actually posted on the Lanzang Tactical YouTube page too. So you should be able to find it there as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but man, what's what's cool and what really drives that 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 nail home is that he put a camera down there. And it's one of the few times that I, I it instantly stuck out to me that you hear the rifle, the report of the rifle, and then it hits. Okay. You know, usually when we watch these videos, that round slams into the steel, and then you hear that, right. that, that crack of the round because it's going, you know, the round's still supersonic. You're it on or, the other or, side this time. So now, it, even when you put down the camera down there, that usually you'll still hear that. Sh you'll still hear the, see the, the round impact before the sound catches up yeah. to it. This round is hmm. now going so slow at fifteen hundred that you actually hear the rifle and <laughs> then see the, the impact. Round. I That's was like, cool. "Wow, man! So that really found is, gives you an idea of how far away that is and how slow that five five six is slowed down." If you That's punch awesome. in, if you punch in Northeast Texas Tactical, you'll it'll come up where Brian's the, looking at the YouTube you video right here. Uh, okay, so you know, they so can find another. Yeah, you'll you'll you. I I'm I don't have personally uh, any of the social medias on my phone. I guess <laughs> YouTube, you don't need it, so. right? Right, right. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's it's been an interesting thing to see these guys go out and and develop their own loads and their own workups because again, we we guarantee our guns for three quarter minute or better right out of the box with factory ammunition, right? And we we've tested all types of factory ammunition and the best stuff we found so far is Gorilla, and yeah. you know I've used Gorilla, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've used it on so, some hog hunts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, you know, we three hundred eight. Yeah, we tested stuff, and I mean, right out, the right out of impressive. these, right out of the box, you know, you know, and it's one of those things when we're, one of the things that we like to do is we we hand test every rifle. It's mm. either Ryan laying in the prone, myself, or Rick, who's back at the shop, knocking out guns for us this week. Um, you know, some some companies out there, um, they're like, oh, well, this gun shoots so well, but it's like strapped to a ransom rest, and that thing's like strapped to the core of the universe. Right. I'm like, dude, that's not <laughs> – nobody can replicate that yeah. shot group. Right. Uh -uh. But with our stuff, I mean, there's literally um, – 
you know, a, a human being shooting on a, an open range like it is out here today with yeah. all the environmental effects that I've go into it. I've seen it firsthand, yeah. And if that rifle And not just not, me. I mean, it's person after person that's been able to right. to make these shots. And if you, uh, it, you know, we take... Of course, you know, it helps with you guys calling, you know. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Calling the wind. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it helps me. <coughs> right. Yeah. Everybody's helping everybody. But it, it's yeah. amazing. So you guys got to check them out. It's Lanzang Tactical. That's right. Yep. Uh, check out all their social medias. Make sure you uh, like their page. Let them know you're lead heads. Yeah. And uh, buy their rifle. Where can they get your rifles? Let's talk about where they can get them. Uh, you know, we found that the best way. Because they so want far, them now. They yeah. want them. I'm telling right. you. Going forward, I mean, we, we, we've had them in shops in the southeast, in nine different shops. And actually, the best thing for us is uh, we found that we're our own best advocates, you know, mm-hmm. at this point. And so people come to the website. And reaching out to us, yep. they're going to get it shipped to them. And you it just seems it. like, you know, some of the gun stores that we've been in, uh, they have guys that know what they're talking about. Some don't. And yeah. I think it's a problem for any product. Sure. You know, but, you know, we, we're the ones that want to carry us, they're going to carry us. We're, we're kind of not reaching out to any new ones anymore. I got you. Just, so hey, just you know, go to the website online. and yeah, I mean, get in yeah. touch with these guys yeah. there. I mean, you got you a phone can, number? You reach out at Travis at LanzangTactical.com. That's yeah. my direct email. Or you got Ryan, Ryan at, at Lanzang Tactical. There you go. Shoot him an email. Yeah. yeah. So, go. yeah, either just shoot an email to Travis at Lanzang or Ryan at Lanzang, and uh, we'll get back to you. We'll answer anything you need to know, man, because that's very cool. Now, are you guys going to be at NRA? We yep. will be at NRA. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, any of you lead heads going to be at NRA? Make sure you find you know your booth number yet. So we'll be piggybacking off of uh, probably off of EOTech. Yeah. Um, they they they'll, they'll usually have all of our rifles at their booth. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Should be easier to find. Yep. And Ryan and I will be hanging out and talking to things and drinking the stuff. Yeah. There you go. And of course, uh, talking lead. The official lead quarters will be the Eagle Imports booth. So make sure you guys come by and. Uh, Hollered us outstanding at yeah. uh, at shot show. We'll do it. Man. So since this is your first time on, yeah, you're yep. not going to get away that easy. Oh, I've got I got some questions that I ask new guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> she told me she loved me. She t- <laughs> I didn't even know her name. <laughs> What's your first recollection? Your earliest recollection of shooting a gun, firearm? Oh, that's easy. Mm. Remington Fieldmaster 22 pump action. My grandfather who lived in North Carolina at the time, didn't like kids all that much. Certainly didn't like it when my parents <laughs> would like, like dump kids. me on him when they would come to see him in vacation in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, and he would be like, oh, Jesus, what do I got to do with this kid? So he teaches me how to shoot yeah. this twenty two, And then he's like, look, I got a, he's got a little farm, right? And yeah. He'd like to grow his own food. And he's like, yeah, I got a rabbit problem. And you're going to sit out here all day long with this twenty two, you and out of my you're hair. Shoot how many, it's just, I want to see how many rabbits that you can you know, keep off of my food and, and you know, we're right. gonna eat these strawberries later and you're gonna kill these rabbits right now. Just stay out here all day. Yeah. Stay out here. Stay away from me. Right. <laughs> and I need you to go in the woods. You can only go this far. This is your limit. And then after he was assured that I understood safe operation, shit like that. So sure. so now I'm out there hunting squirrels and rabbits. And and I didn't realize at the time but he was like, I gotta get this kid out of my house. <laughs> but you know what it was? It was me learning how to taught me something valuable. You go into the woods and you come stomping out in the woods, and then you sit down on a log where you think you're going to see some wildlife moving and that you want to shoot, and and uh, and then you'd be very quiet for about 20 minutes, and you don't do anything, and you learn how to wait. And then about 20 minutes later, they start the animals in the forest start realizing that you're not harmful, and they just go about their business, right. which then presents them to you to shoot and make squirrel soup out of. But like my point is, as a kid... I was not one to sit still. Learns patience. Yeah. yeah but then teaching you patience. Yeah. And that was, I can't remember what year that was, but I was, uh, that was summertime. I was probably 1987 or something like that. And I, 
That was your grandfather's yeah, my rifle? Mom, in fact, my mom just came in today. She's visiting the area. Right. She, we talked her, about her earlier. Yeah, her yeah. father, and he was like, oh, this kid has got to go. And, <laughs> and there I was. And do you when, still have that? Do you yeah, have I still, access I, to it? I still have that rifle. That's awesome. I yep. still have that, and it's like a 20-inch barrel that's Remington. Awesome. Yeah, and, it's, and the thing was just absolutely accurate. What about you, Travis? So, <laughs> mine was, uh, you know, they they're more, they were more popular back in the day, but now you can still find them every now and again. My first recollection of ever shooting a gun was with my dad at a turkey shoot. And, you know, a turkey shoot, you know, they set up these targets out there and, and everybody buys in. Yeah. And my dad bought me in and I was five. And it was the whole, you know, father-son Bonding, you know, yeah. picturesque of, you know, him walking me through setting the shotgun up on the, on the railing because I wasn't strong enough to hold the shotgun up myself and teaching me how to Now, is this a 20-gauge or? Um, yeah, it was a 20-gauge. Okay. Um, and so he was like, okay, you see the target. You know, pretty much, you know, the same thing we're doing out here on the sniper tower of people mm-hmm. who never shot long range. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of walked me through the whole process. And, you know, the first time that round broke and that shotgun kicked the dog shit out of me at five years old <laughs> five yeah but i won the round there five you years go. old five years kicking you know, everybody's ass so the cool part of how this whole story That's turns awesome. in turns in, it was at turkey shoots you know for for anybody that doesn't know what a turkey shoot is they don't just let turkeys go and you just get to blast them with a shotgun right you know so you shoot at this little paper target and wh- why it's called the turkey shoot is whoever's um you know as the as the wad expands um whoever's got the uh pellet closest to the center wins so I won because I had part of uh, you know one of one of my my uh, pellets. pellets was the closest, mm-hmm. and they either gave away like uh, um, steaks or hams or something like that. So or, that round I won a ham, <laughs> right? <turkey>. So, <laughs> so they used to do turkeys. Yeah. Um, so at this one they did ham. And they did ham at this one, and we brought it home, and that's what we had for dinner that night, you right? fed the family. So yeah. because I put – because so there's two memories in this. So because I put food on the table as a man that night, <laughs> I got a swig of my first beer from Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you can have a swig of your old man's beer. And you never look back. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's how it's Do you remember what kind of beer it was? It was Budweiser. No Budweiser. Yeah. There you go. Oh, headache in a can. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. My grandfather like Miller High Life. Back when it wasn't ironic hipster shit, it was Miller dude, High Life. That, the, dude, the, that dude was just sitting right there next yeah. to you? That's yeah. all he drinks. Yeah. yeah. The, I kind of champagne of beer. Champagne of beers, beers, man. So he got funny. me hooked so, on it. Hard work. So man. it's funny that you asked Ryan if he if you know he has that gun still and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my dad still has that gun. I'm still not allowed to touch it. You're still not allowed. To <laughs> all my dad's guns are in a safe in yep. the basement. He's like, mm, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. nope. Mm-mm. I'm like, I work for Lansing Tactical. I'm the vice president of the company. Doesn't and matter. I'm like, Dad, can I borrow a shotgun? He's like, No, 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 that's not happening. <laughs> get your own. He <laughs> won't give me a beer anymore either. <laughs> yeah, get your own. So uh, obviously, we know you guys had military mm-hmm. uh, experience background. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything there you want to tell us? A little more elaborate about your experience in the military. You don't have to. We're, we're not. We're not big talkers. Yeah. You know, okay. I was, it, was, uh, it was good. It was formative. Yeah. What about a funny story? I, I did it. What about a funny story? You got a funny story? Yeah. The day I decided I was going to snipers. <laughs> I can't remember this kid's name, but this is a funny story, right? So I'm checking into Third Battalion, Fifth Marines, and uh, some kid that I knew since the School of Infantry was checking in. Oh, since I knew it was in boot camp, he's my platoon boot camp platoon in uh, MCT, platoon in, in SOI. And we end up getting sent out to the West Coast. From, we had all gone to Paris Island and shit. So 
this kid was a really engaging young man. Right. He just thought he was on a first-name basis with everybody. And I call somebody up right now. I can't remember his name right now. And, and, and uh, so there's all these sergeants and corporals coming up to pick up this wad of dudes who have been spilled out in front of three five and they're calling names out where you're in your alphas and you got your books, all this shit you're checked in at the battalion. And now these dudes are coming to sort you out and take you back to the living space where you'll be in whatever rifle company that you're going to be in. And, uh, this corporal comes up and he calls out a bunch of names and, 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 and I can never at the moment that I want to remember this guy's name, I can't. And it was Joe something. I think it was really short for his name. And the corporal so and so calls his name out. And he walks right up to the corporal, sticks his right hand in in the air in space in front of the corporal. He's like, Joe Smith. <laughs> and the corporal just, oh. just he's holding his clipboard. He sees the hand, and he looks at this kid, and he goes, "You know what, man? You got your uh, you got your ID on you, man." And he goes, yes, I do. Left breast pocket, pulls out his ID. He goes, cool, man. Yeah. You know what, everybody? Y'all just stay right here. I'll be right back. <laughs> Gets in his Jeep and disappears. And a few minutes later, there's this giant ridgeline behind the battalion, this giant hill that you could see silhouetted against the sky if you face west. Nothing beyond it but the Pacific Ocean. And I see this, after a few minutes, I see this Jeep just slowly <laughs> trugging its way up this hill and goes up to the ridge and it's on the skyline now it's rolling up the skyline and then it stops at the crest of the hill dude gets out dude gets back in and and like 15 minutes later he comes in front of battalion and he's like all right there buddy your id's up on top of that hill underneath a rock i suggest you go up there and get it don't ever introduce yourself to me again as anything other than lance corporal you're gonna learn and he gets and he goes, you other assholes you follow me and we're gonna find you a place to live tonight. And I'm oh like this. I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Somebody else back in battalion was talking about the stay platoon was doing an indoc, and I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. So I walk over to where they're like the S2 is where stay platoon was located. I walk in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to put my name in for the indoc for stay platoon. <laughs> and they're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Lance Corporal English. They told me to come here. They told me to go. They here. told me to come here and put my name in for the state. It's tomorrow, right? So they told me to come now. And the guy's just like this S two dude was just like, "What? Hey, man, here, give me your shit, give me your SRB, and all this other stuff." I know. I'll call one of those guys, come up and take you uh, and put you down in their area. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'd be great. I'll just no, I'll wait right here. Right. I'm not going back out there. I'm not going anywhere. Near. I'm hiding." So normally, the way you get into these, you know, normally the way you back then, the way you got in was you just did some time in a rifle platoon yeah. and then you were either hated or loved and got the opportunity to go one way because they want to get rid of you or they like they thought man yeah this guy's really stud let him go and uh and i remember that was the genesis of my that was like everything Pure i did fear. Was built. no it's like i'm not i don't need that in my life I'm, yeah these dudes are probably not that much of a bunch of they are that much of a bunch of dicks but i was like i seek to avoid those types of things man. right i don't but, need that in my life yeah i just want to be look man that sounded way better than this i remember reading about carlos hathcock he just laid around all day and shot people <laughs> i'm pretty sure that sounds like a lot better than, that's so like me i don't want to do that no nah, i'm not getting my gabardine uniform every morning and going to the top of that hill and get my stuff and learning my lessons so, yeah. What about you, That's Travis? Um, man, there's there's so many funny stories that we have, and a lot of them can't be talked about in open setting. Well, then we can't talk about it. Then. But mm-hmm. so you know, because those are stories for like the boys, because it's a very oh, yeah, incriminating yeah. for mm. <laughs> relationships and all those. So anyway, I've got one. I'll tell you one about Ranger School. When we were in Mountain, when I went through school, I was in Mountain phase of uh, of Ranger School up in um, uh, North Georgia. And uh, you, you, during one part of it, you know, you'll stay around um, um, one of the, the main camps up there. 
for you know the first couple days learning knots and all this other stuff before they take you up to you know do lowers and uppers up on mountain yona and you'll do a lot of uh high angle climbing rescues different different stuff like that before you start uh the patrol phase in the mountains and i remember they they trucked us to this this uh um base of mount yona and they're like okay well you know everybody you know get the fuck off the truck and (laughs) and form up and we're we're gonna walk up here to the base camp um below the the top of the uh the hill where the uh, where the the face of the mountain is and uh they're like arms distance you're gonna stay arms distance from the guy in front of you and keep up so we take off and one of the the ranger school cadres is just blasting up the side of this mountain man and you know we're carrying 90 pounds of crap and our weapon and everything else so it's it's a suck fest like everybody's hurting man um like dudes are just getting soul crushed and uh you know i remember thinking to myself one time like as these dudes are like falling out because they're like literally falling out because they we're getting it up the side of this mountain dudes are like literally falling out and it was kind of that you're so exhausted. You haven't slept in so many days or ate, but every time somebody would fall back behind you, it's like you get like another wind. Almost like you ate yeah. a little bit of their soul, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you know, because you know now that you are harder than that yeah. man yeah. is. Right. So, I'm not broken. You are broken. <laughs> so I, we have in, in Ranger School. You'll get guys that come from other com- uh, other countries. And it's almost like a foreign exchange type of deal. Right. You know, they'll come from like Guatemala and Panama and all this other stuff and to go through the ranger school. And we'll, you know, we'll send guys down there to their school, like Lancero School down in South America and all that stuff, um, which is their version of ranger school. So this guy is behind me and I can't see him because I'm just looking at the guy in front of me and we're still flying. But, and it's nighttime. And here's what this I see. I hear this guy's voice. All the time. And the story might end up being funnier to me just because I was, you know, in that moment. (laughs) So this guy in his broken English, he decides he's done. He he has he has had enough of the school of Ranger. And he's halfway up this mountain and this dude behind me, I hear his rucksack hit the ground. So he just took his ruck off, threw it on the ground, and in his broken best English, he's like, Rakasaka too heavy, I carry it no more. I carry it no more. I laughed in my soul the rest of the way up that mountain that this dude just rakasaka too heavy, I carry it no more. He was done, man. he That's was great. Done. He it's was like, <laughs> dude, he was done. He was not moving anymore. I he mean, just gave you the fuel you needed to man, keep going. <laughs> it was it was such a motivator, man. It's like he saved a lot of dudes that night. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so that that was a that was a great time in school that was going on that night. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. I, I you I remember you told me a story. I haven't heard that in a while, but that is yeah. absolutely funny, man. I oh, yeah. you because we've all been there. Yeah. So we're like, I am at the point where the rucksack is too heavy. Yeah. I should carry <laughs> I it. Carry it no, no more. more. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. we just got joined by Brett Hunter from Tactical RX. There he What's is. What's up, there man? How are you? So, when it comes to pop culture, mm-hmm. listen in to us here, Brett. You'll you'll like these. Uh, what's your go-to that's firearms related? Whether it be a magazine, a movie, TV show, oh, song. Me and Ryan will have entire yeah. conversations for days. Yeah. Off of movie quotes. Riffing off another yeah. movie quotes, right? So, uh, <laughs> None of you made a movie reference it'd be like, earlier. It'd be, like, so. it'd be like nothing but just movie quotes. We'll have zero original thought for like yeah. days on the end. It's yeah, just yeah. answering each other in different movie quotes. In movie quotes. Yeah, so yeah. there's going to be a lot. <laughs> you know, a lot what's of your go-to? What's the first thing that comes to mind? 
Full Metal Jacket. There oh, you go. Yeah, absolutely. The Gunny. Yeah, that platoon. Like, you know, we're, we're guys that spend a lot of time in the military. So, mm-hmm. we, and, and we're, we're the guys that in, in like the 80s and stuff like that, you know, I grew up watching those movies and that's yeah. like, man, that's what I want to do. So, like, you know, movies that were coming out then were Full Metal Jacket and Platoon and, you know, Uncommon Valor. And what did we do all, the, all the other the day, though? Ones. What did we do the other day that was, uh, it was uh, <laughs> that text message? We had a couple of the guys on this little text chain. It was, uh, it was something from Platoon. It was uh, it was that scene where he's like, "Well, you all know about killing. <laughs> Tell me, potheads." <laughs> and it was that we were riffing on that all day. Everybody too, got to die from something red. Yeah, got to die from something red. <laughs> uh, yeah, we like nonstop. You hang around with us, and you're gonna hear. I don't really have a go to. I don't yeah, have a catchphrase, like man. Yeah, like, like them all. You'll hear. Yeah, one of us yells something out, and it'll be like you'll know right away. Okay, that was from Uncommon Valor. Right. Yeah, you know that one scene. It'll stick in your head because you've seen and it. And it's almost like a, a rule. It's like you better know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, you got it. You got it. Like if I throw out some obscure thing, like if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I caught your your uh, Tropic Thunder reference. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're lost man. We're super fucking lost. All right, so next question is uh, rules be damned, money be damned, um, any piece of equipment, firearm, gear, what would you have? The $90,000 Inod thermal Yes, that's exactly what I was going to Yes. <laughs> are, you are in unison so with this. We gotta, Man, the we gotta, Inod is so nasty. Oh, it's I filthy. <sighs> so I got a chance to – it's it's – I don't know how much I can tell about this thing, but um, so what I will tell you is it's it's it. a, it's a clip-on thermal, yeah, uh-huh. that is that is run by certain units in the military currently, mm-hmm. and shooting this thing at night, you know, it's, the coolest thing about it is you can run full magnification on on your scope, you know, where before a lot of times, you know, if you start adding magnification, like if you've got a, a thermal clipped on in front mm-hmm. of any type of scope that's got any power, you're essentially zooming in on a television screen. Right. So it starts pixelating. So you really couldn't ever use any kind of like full gain on it. Well, this one you can. So if you've got like a 25 power night force, nice. you can zoom this thing all the way in. And it's so clear mm-hmm. that whenever I shot it at night, we were shooting it like 13, 1400 meters. Oh, wow. It just doesn't, night. It doesn't pixelate. And the, and the in cool scope, thing about know? this thing was when we were shooting it at like 13, 1400 meters, they had targets up there that some of them had like M4s and some of them had AKs. Right. And you could literally ID those targets at like 13, 1400 yards or meters away and be like, that guy's got an M4 and that guy's got an AK at night. And you said it's just a cool 90,000. Huh? No <laughs> cool 90 deal. Gs. Yeah, man. but I mean, it's, it's, the future is scary. Yeah. When it comes to It's only like getting that. better. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, Technology, uh, man. It's great when phenomenal. it works. Yeah, but that thing, that thing. <laughs> it's great down. when it works, but these things are, yeah, they're, they're they work. We yeah. got a phone call the other day. We we got a call from a friend of ours who's overseas right now. It works. Yep. Was it twelve hundred meters at night? Yeah. It works. Yeah. It works. So something for civvies to look forward to. Yeah. One day, ten years from yeah. now, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So um, if you could spend the day at the range mm-hmm. with anyone, they could be. Fictional character, they could be alive right now, they could be dead, could be a group of people. Chuck Maywinnie. And who's Chuck Maywinnie? Chuck Maywinnie was a Marine Corps scout sniper in Vietnam, 103 confirmed kills. I met Chuck uh, a few different occasions. He's really good friends with the guys that run Strider Knives. And uh, one of my, one of my, in fact, the guy who was my brother introduced me to the guys from Strider, Strider Knives, and uh, and I. You know, they're they're like, oh, you're cool. You're you're Troy's 
buddy, okay, right, and you can hang out and drink with us for a little while. And then out of the back of the knife booth comes this kid who was one of my who was one of my pigs in in back in the day in, in the nineties back when I was in first in in the Marine Corps. And it's uh, John Standard. He's like, "Holy shit, English! Is that you?" And I said, "Yeah, hey, John, what's up?" Blah blah blah. He goes, "Do you want to do you want to come to the back of the booth? Chuck McWinnie is here." And I every Marine sniper eventually knows who Chuck McWinnie is. Yeah. So I meet the guy, and he's just the most enjoyable, relaxed <laughs> dude who only wants to spend his time drinking with the people he just he can relate he to. He won't yeah. meet he won't meet strangers at the booth. You know, he just wants to hang out with people that. And then Chuck. You know, he just he, if he respects you, he just he'll open up to you and drink with you. Especially if you were a Marine Corps sniper at one point, he'll love you. You know, and then and if you're cool anyway, you'd be sure, a lot of dickheads and Marine Corps snipers. So <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, so right, like so, um, but Chuck was always like, you know, hey man, before I get too old, you should come up and shoot with me, and come take some, uh, just come take some bobcats. He hunts, uh, you know, it's a predator out there hunting predators, man. And if I could spend a day on the range with anybody. You know, he doesn't. You know, he's not a Todd Hodnett, but this dude has put hundreds of people in their grave. Sure. So I'm pretty sure, man, the guy can teach me a lot, and that's the guy I'd want to spend time with and listen to his stories. Cool. Yeah. Because he's done some things that no one will ever be able to do again. And in this day and age, technology does so much for you. He had no ISR platform. Didn't have all that. Yeah. He had nothing. Mm-hmm. He's the last of the old gunslingers, man. So nice. Yeah, just to be around a guy like that would be fun. Yeah. Good yeah. answer. Yeah. I, my, mine's are gonna, mine are gonna fall in line with that without naming names because nobody's gonna know them unless you're in the ranger community. But there's name them similar. We got some rangers ranger. listening to the show. <laughs> there, there's guys like that. You know, this any any of those ranger legends. I mean, mm-hmm. all right. Goes to, so let's make are, this fun. How about a fictional character? Mm. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Do do me one better. I'll do you one better. If, if this me. is this was this was a hard one, you know, because you know there's some there's some guys like that that, that were like ranger legends that I'm like, man, that that'd be that'd be kind of rad since you brought that up. Up, but my immediate go-to, you know what my answer was? What? David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. <laughs> so my man here has an amazing story about getting to shoot a Dave, shoot with David really? Lee Roth on the range. Because okay. so when me and Ryan first started actually shooting together, and I'm like, he's got his right? data book out there, and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at this book, and there's a signature on. It. I'm like, what? What is that? And I'm like. Dude, is that David Lee Ross signature on your dope yes. book? Why, yes, it is. And I'm like, okay, wait, tell me this story. And after he tells How me this insane. story, I'm like, I, I really like, if I could shoot with any celebrity, I'd shoot with David Lee Roth. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. I would just yeah. like to hang out with him. He just, he's All right, like I'll tell you a story real wall. quick. Right. Oh, I know, leadheads. I wanted to hear the rest of that story, too. But, unfortunately, the generators cut out on us. And we weren't able to get the last part uh, of that interview with Lansing and uh, hear about David Lee Roth. But they did tell me the story off air, and they promised that they will come back on and finish that David Lee Roth story. So something to look forward to from the guys from Lansing Tactical. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Uh, I certainly did. Those guys are awesome, Uh, Ryan and Travis. And I'm looking forward to uh, going down to... Georgia and visiting those guys and and trying out those taco places that they were talking about. So that brings us to the end of another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast, Leadheads. Make sure that you go and support those who support this show. Right on USA, the official optics of Talking Lead. And don't forget that huge promotion that I talked about earlier in the show that they are running during the summertime. X-Steel Targets. Check them out at xsteeltargets.com. 
Modern Spartan Systems. Don't just clean your firearms. Optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems. And make sure that if you want to extend the life of your engines, whether it's your vehicles, your lawn equipment, whatever it may be, if it's got an engine, use that TVT engine oil additive that they've got at ModernSpartanSystems.com. Defy Watches. And don't forget to send your nominations in. I've extended the deadline for the 10 Watches for 10 Vets giveaway that Jeremy announced in episode 252, so make sure you go back, listen to that. And uh, if you're a veteran and you listen to this show, and this could be LE, first responder, military, um, doesn't matter. If you are one, you're, you qualify, just send us an email, talkingletgmail.com. Tell us about uh, your service and why you listen to the podcast. And if you're a listener and you want to nominate someone, um, that's cool too. Send us uh, the reason why you're nominating nominating them and for what you enjoy about our show as well. Ten watches for ten vets. Awesome program. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for setting that up. I'm looking forward to giving those out soon. And then, of course, Pioneer Arms is sponsoring the Talking Lead AK Corner, the new segment that we launched last episode. Make sure you guys go back and listen to that. We are giving away 12 firearms in the next episode of that next month. We're going to be giving away two that episode to make up for the first episode where we didn't give away one. So throughout our 12-part series of the AK Corner, uh, we're going to be giving away at least 12 firearms. So you guys make sure that you are engaging with us on social media, on email. You're sharing uh, the, the links to our show. You're sharing our social media posts. You're commenting on our social media posts. Uh, and you're getting us new subscribers. We greatly appreciate it. Everybody who's who's responded so far and taken part, it's been phenomenal. It's been overwhelming, really, the response that we've been getting from the AK Corner. I never expected it to uh, get this much attention, but it's awesome, and I love it. So you guys keep your comments and suggestions coming, not only for that uh, series, but also for our regular show here if you guys have suggestions on guests or topics that you want to talk about. And, of course, make sure you guys are going to 1776united.com. That is where you're going to get the official swag of Talking Lead. You get her t-shirts, you get her patches. Uh, soon we're going to have those tumblers, the uh, Talking Lead Black Assault mugs. It is not an NFA item, no FFL required. You can just go directly to dip123.com forward slash Talking Lead and get those awesome Black Talking Lead Assault mugs. Better than a Yeti, no snowflakes allowed. So until the next episode, Leadheads, as always... Keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer.